0: Welcome to episode 591 of Conversation Street. We are going to be talking about episodes 11,043 to 11,048 today. See, that's how you do it, Jemmy. A bit of a practice with all hands, and those numbers just roll off the tongue. Just like that. Um, but this is episodes between the 28th of August and the 1st of September. We're First of approaching September. the autumn now. It's time for those Hogwarts students to get on the Hogwarts Express today. I don't know where that <laughs> came from. You could have said it anything
1: is. else. You could have been like... That's the... what
0: happens on the 1st of September. Is it? I'm a nerd. Yeah. Okay,
1: well... Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's not going
0: to be hot next week. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to, yeah. The, the sun is coming out at last next week. Rubbish. That's good, isn't it? Food. Um, right. Um, I, I, we're starting recording late today, so I'm just going to get straight onto the quiz if that's okay with you. I, I don't know whether we've had anything exceptionally amazing to, in our lives like to talk about this week. Oh, I sorted out the attic this week, haven't we? And to put all the Coronation exactly Street stuff in the same place. It's very nice and neat. I'm <laughs> Proud of myself for that. I Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Congrats. Come round and see everybody.
1: Congratulations.
0: So, quiz.
1: Things that Let's happened go. between the 28th of August and the 1st of September in years ending in the 3 and an 8, and I source the information from coronationstreet.fandom.com. 28th of August 2013, Katie leaves Chesney after he invites which couple to a romantic dinner she had planned.
0: Fizz and Tyrone.
1: Correct. But I've also Remember accepted that? Tyrone and Fizz. <laughs> 29th of August, 1973, there's a cabaret at the Rovers. Yes. Can you name any of the acts?
0: Um, I can. This you get was... a point
1: for everyone you get right. Oh, no. to get here.
0: Oh. Well, I know that this is the one where Betty and Bette did their um, Ollie Stalinole... Oh, no, they did their couple of swells, didn't they? Were they Stalinoly? Right, they can you tell
1: me where? some Betty of the and acts? Betty and Bette. Betty and Bette doing what?
0: A couple of swells dance.
1: No, you need to tell me who they were in drag. I think out. I
0: think they were Laurel and Hardy. Yes. Yeah. Um,
1: so you're gonna put down two.
0: Oh, do I get two points I for told bet you and two points For
1: everyone you oh, get. Nice. Um,
0: you're not
1: gonna get any more.
0: No, I'm not. Was the, this was the drag, wasn't it? This was the one where this the was, women lost the bet against this was the drag men. Kings. Yeah. Crikey! And I, can you
1: believe they got through a whole episode without reading any books to children?
0: <laughs> I can't remember anything else that was on there. Were they all fairly minor characters? I don't even know. Hilda Ogden. Nope. No. Um, no. Just tell me. Who do you think was the MC? Um, Annie Walker. <laughs> Was Lucille Hewitt in there? I don't know. Oh, will just tell me. I haven't got a clue.
1: Okay. Well, Emily was the MC because she's always the MC, <laughs>
0: isn't she? <laughs> of course.
1: Uh, Renee DelaFonte, who was a character in it for five episodes, oh, played the organ. Okay. Rita. Oh. Played Danny Larue.
0: Oh, this is the Danny Larue episode?
1: And.
0: Am I getting zeros for these ones that no, I didn't you, get? You just by don't the get, way? get points. Okay. As it should be. Who do
1: you think played Ken Dodd?
0: Oh gosh, I got vague recollection of this. I don't know. I don't know who.
1: Legendary bad haircut.
0: Norma Ford.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was Norma Ford. And That's all I've got.
0: Okay. <laughs> Fun <times. laughs> you
1: Imagine going down in Coronation Street and getting a bad haircut. Okay, thirtieth of August, nineteen seventy-eight. Who can prove they are the Rover's longest? serving customer oh in a brewery God. contest
0: yeah. Ina Sharples
1: correct who did she beat
0: um Mini Coldwell. Albert Tatlock Albert Tatlock of
1: course you did yeah. okay 30th of August 1998
0: is that a zero for that or was that an well, extra we got a
1: one
0: no but I didn't get a You're zero not, for not getting any, any extra Albert Tatlock. points
1: you don't get a zero for so a I'll brilliant. ask you one I'm question I'm loving this total quiz 30th of August 1998, who does Toya run away to London to find? Her dad. What's his name?
0: Um, oh, what's her dad's name?
1: Yeah, what's her dad's name?
0: Oh, God, I'm going to kick myself when you tell it's me not... this. In my head, it's just screaming Phil Simmons, but that's the guy that raped her.
1: No, that's horrible.
0: What's his first name?
1: I'm not going to tell you. No, I'll tell you a second. It's not...
0: I won't accept a point.
1: It's not Tony Battersby. What? Her name's Toya, isn't it? Yes. The the What's
0: this guy's first name? No, I'm a, I'm i don't not know. Okay, I'm, I'm going to give up my point. begins with an R. Ronnie <inaudible> Clegg. Clayton. Yeah. Clayton. Clegg. Ronnie Clegg. Clegg. Do I get a point no, for that? No,
1: you just said. <laughs> oh, no. What is wrong ah, with you? Half a point. <laughs> so 31st
0: of August, 2008. <laughs> oh, <my laughs> this harsh, is a serious man. question. 2008.
1: Listen, carefully. This is seriously yeah. sad. Who ends up in hospital after being poisoned?
0: Jerry Morton. Sad, wasn't it? Yeah, so sad. <laughs> so tragic.
1: Here's another sad question. Yeah. Everyone's going to cry when they hear this one.
0: Mm.
1: 1st of September 2003. Everyone.
0: Curly Watts. Hold. Is it Curly Watts the Hold answer? Hold your loved ones.
1: <laughs> Final appearance of which three characters? Curly
0: Watts, Emma Watts, <laughs> Benjamin Watts. Sad. Do I get three points Sad but true. Yes.
1: <laughs> i'm not sure that this new way of doing the quiz is uh no, good this is this, this,
0: this working out well for me okay. this is this is a um,
1: hundred points
0: yeah this is um like because curly was in it for 20 years wasn't he and uh, like he did t- 1983 to 2003 and now we've got another 20 years so is this hashtag bring back curly time well i'm not campaigning i think, not. I think not. no he is though it's all right we don't need to do it is that it
1: that is it. Oh,
0: nice! I got eight out of nine for that. That very fairly scored, Chris. Thank you very much. Good job, good Chris.
1: Would you like to know birthdays? Yes. Second of September. There's loads, by the way.
0: Okay. I'll base I hope everybody's for got this. one of
1: those big.
0: Skip ahead to the street talk. Have you got
1: one of those big batches of birthday cards that you can just fire out? Second of September. Sue Cleaver played Ireland Grimshaw, and Sean Gallagher, played Paul Connor. Third of September. You don't speak his name, it's Chris Fountain, played Tony Duckworth, third.
0: We spoke his name a couple of weeks ago with his stroke survival story.
1: Faye Brooks, who played Kate Connor, fourth of Let's September. Bill Kenwright, who played Gordon Clegg, the first. Kevin Kennedy, who played Curly oh. Watts. What a sad birthday we must have had on the fourth.
0: <laughs> so I'll be back soon ago. before I know it. Uh,
1: Betsy and Emmy Taylor, who were the second sets of twins to portray Lily Platt, kicking themselves now. 5th of September, Johnny Briggs, who played Mike Baldwin. 6th of September, Ian Paulson Davis, who played Owen Armstrong, and Martin Hancock, who played Spider New Jail. Oh,
0: happy birthday to Spider.
1: Happy birthday, Spider. 8th of September, writer and program producer right. Jack Rosenthal. It's some pretty good
0: ones. Jack Rosenthal. The end. Spoke about him just recently, don't we? Au revoir. Mm. Um, that is, I mean, the, the birthday bit is obviously the best part of every podcast, Gemma. So thank you very much for delivering yet another cracker. Should, <laughs> should we just go on with the street talk section now? No, 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 not a bit of it. This is where people know. This is people Let's do to street talk. talk. And the birthday card. Street talk. Street talk. Street talk types like wasn't that good week Coronation Street this week, The Best Coronation Street in twenty years. Cindy Beale is back in Weatherfield.
1: No, that's the wrong that's show. the
0: wrong show, isn't it? Apparently Stenders has been quite good this week. I haven't watched any of it because I don't, but um it's one of those times again where I've been getting a little bit jealous reading on reading on the forums about everybody saying how brilliant EastEnders is going. They What's had... that?
1: There's a there's a funny gif that people use on Twitter of that woman. I think she's from EastEnders, going crazy and like throwing things and like vibrating with rage by a window.
0: I don't know this though. You have to show me later. Okay. I'm not up in EastEnders meme culture. Since Cindy's back from the dead. You had a flashback to 2014. Fat Boy appeared. Oh, I love um, Fat Boy. And, and another Last thing... Last time, every, like, time we, every
1: time we talk about EastEnders, we get in trouble. There's no... Let's not do it.
0: No, I just... Think, from it's, what I've yeah, heard, it's been... So it, so it was like lady. really...
1: Do you recognise this lady getting angry?
0: Um, no, I don't. She but goes crazy like and then could... she
1: throws a, a card... A, no, a, curtains everywhere. Oh, oh, that does look like... A pen to table. Yeah, okay. You can tell she's... Um, from London because she's got a big belt
0: um, no I just think it sounded very like they brought Cindy Beale back from the dead in EastEnders we'll get onto to Corrie in a minute I promise yeah. and, they, and they did it really cleverly and they like, did a flashback to 2014 and they inserted her into some old scenes very very who, who are we going to um, bring back from the dead on Coronation Street
1: Imran I told you exactly my scenario you poo-pooed me
0: What, that we didn't actually see his soul leave his mouth?
1: (laughs) Yeah, we didn't see a little Imran ghost with a beard float out like...
0: I, th- I think he looked pretty much dead when no, we saw it. No, I told
1: you my theory that he was secretly working on a, like, a terrorism or, like, mob case and he was, uh, found out some information as he was doing the lawyering and then he had to go into witness protection and then they took him uh, secretly away and he was like, but is my one true love and they're like, shut up, here, man, get in the car <laughs> and then he drove him off somewhere and now he's been living It could happen,
0: not There's not been, I don't think there's been many Coronation Street characters because that have like... honestly,
1: just fallen over when you... It.
0: it... Yeah, and we saw an that that paramedic that wasn't paramedic, really doing a very good oh, job with the chest compressions. She was in on it.
1: That's exactly... I think it was a man.
0: That man. is exactly oh yeah, right. Man, right
1: I think that's canon then. It wasn't just a lazy extra. It was actually part of the plot.
0: Make it happen. We made hashtag bring back Henry happen.
1: We're manifesting it into the universe. <laughs> I've read the secret. I, we do, the I secret, don't think that... But this is what I'm doing. Manifesting.
0: I don't know whether Coronation Street has got a character as higher calibre as, as Cindy me? Beale that has died off screen, no. which which she was believed to have done, and that we can rewrite. I mean, you got, like, you, know, Kirst- you got like you know Kirsty. You uh-huh. got Kirsty. She died off screen, didn't she? but I don't get the the one, the only one that I would accept is if uh, well we've said this before. If Dennis Tanner Dennis isn't Tanner actually dead because I'm so still anytime. so so fuming all these years later about the way his death was treated on episode ten thousand. I want film? that to be a big old Dennis trip. And for him to come it riding on back into Weatherfield, it
1: perfectly fits the character. That's the thing. And we've been watching old episodes of Corey again from the sixties. And honestly, Dennis Tanner best is thing. my dream, absolutely best character. Thing. He is one of my favorite characters of all time.
0: <laughs> yeah, I do, but, but okay. I don't know whether I don't know whether he's big for everybody. I don't know whether we've got anybody. But anyway. I well, just just congratulations Street, to EastEnders more... fans for having a jolly good programme to watch this week but Corey wasn't have bad either Coronation
1: so. Street can be quite canny about what information it gives you about characters unnecessarily and I said before about it not filling in blanks and stuff and it's because it, it is keeping things mm. um, which obviously EastEnders didn't do with, with Cindy Bill but then they went so what we have allowed... already paid for your license fee, what are you going to do about it?
0: We're allowed to talk about Cindy Beale on this podcast anyway, aren't we? Because she's played by Michelle Collins,
1: it most was... famous
0: obviously for her fantastic Mancunian accent when she was Stella Price in Coronation Our Street. Her Mancunian ten years ago.
1: accent is as good as mine.
0: <laughs> maybe they Except, could bring, well, we bring both... back Stella Price, but cast as somebody else, maybe. We I both sort know. of
1: get paid for it, don't we?
0: Um. Yeah, you do sometimes, yeah. You know. Right, um, shall, shall we actually get onto this week's Coronation Street? And I, and I apologise in advance for my shoddily arranged stories this week because Stephen Reed had his finger in many pies this week
1: Stephen.
0: and I and I was saying, well, does this This belong Stephen. here, does that belong there? So the way that I've sorted this, I'm going to do the Nipper Snapper and Ryan's story kind of merged together, even though they're not really merged, but Ryan was getting his kit off to try and pay... For the money that the factory needs. So we got I'm calling it Nipper Snapped Up. That was a new one for this week. That's alright. It? Nipper Snapped Up by Lou and obviously the showing privates, Ryan. Um Ronnie and Cher <laughs> comes next. So that's Stephen's other storyline of the week where well, there was definitely some crossover. We have got Paul Paulie Paul. Um What's getting up Friday? to all sorts in the lake. Shelley. She- Shelley. Shelley.
1: I need to think of some pun for Shelley Stephen thing. I've tried,
0: I've tried, but I couldn't think of anything. Um Papa Dom was in it this week. What's you know, they're a Dom story. Who's, Ali- Dom? Oh, yeah. <laughs> it, it, who's Dom? Exactly. That story managed to make it into three epi- all, all three of this week's episodes and still still we're saying who's Dom. Uh, and there was a bit of the Cassie come home story as well. So um, would you like to do, which, you know, take your pick of the Stephen stories, Gemma. Do you want to synopsize oh, the Nipper Snapper one or do you want to do the, the Rovers <sighs> one?
1: When are they going to do a tribute song to Uncle Stephen?
0: I'm going to let you take this first one, Gemma, just to focus you in on this. Because I'm looking (laughs) at
1: my phone.
0: (laughs) So, um, I apologise in advance for anything that belongs to another storyline. That's all I'm going to say. Disclaimer. Over to you, Gemma. What's been going on this week? Int Factra.
1: On Monday, Angelique. She was the one who was doing the secret deal... Well, not secret. The deals with the American guy. Yes, it was Angelique and Owen. Owen. So... They were the initial ones that understood the, the amazing appeal of Napper. Yes. She goes to the cafe and sees colour and she says, well, I need to see you about the contract. And when they finally get this meeting, she says, don't want to renew it. <laughs> I love this. She's like, we're selling loads of these. But Owen said, we could do ourselves
0: yeah who'd <laughs> have thought that somebody else could come up with the idea of putting words, words on, on clothes and then making small child sized t-shirts with the same words on that's well genius. not the
1: same it's not the same Michael it's similar
0: similar words on yeah you know, like it's really not the best idea is it I mean they They're somehow first... managed
1: how much have they managed to get out of it they get
0: £70,000 each the three of them so... I can't
1: believe it honestly anyway the Do first it... idea that Owen and Angelique are pitching is that's the way the cookie crumbles on the adult t-shirt and the child's t-shirt says the cookie so I don't think they've quite got it.
0: <laughs>
1: anyway, they they leave and Stephen so Carl, what,
0: um what's her name? Lydia Flint from from the, the, the new brewery owner. She's got a whole book full of quotes. She's though. got loads of quotes <laughs> she needs to team up with Angelica Owen They'd they'd wipe the floor with um with the, the, the nipper snapper lot.
1: Her quote is if you can't stand the heat get out of the kitchen. <laughs> if you can't stand the kitchen, get out of the heat. Yeah nice <laughs> one so um, <laughs> Stephen and Carla have to break the news to I Sarah and Michael I want them to do to do
0: one where well, one of them says Pa-dam, and then the kid says community centre
1: and then about three people go oh, I get that I, I get I, I, do you listen to that stupid <laughs> podcast right back at home Ryan tells uh,
0: Carla, see, Carla and Carla. Peter yeah.
1: I can't help you pay off Lou because I've um, the people sponsoring me are demanding too much and Carla says, "Don't worry about it." And then Ryan still kept get keeps getting badgered by this guy that wants him to make a private video of his privates. <laughs> private
0: video, literally.
1: <laughs> Stephen's on the phone with Angelique later. Tell you what,
0: guys, probably have, was a peeping Thomas in a tree at the lake on Monday's episode as well, wasn't he? If he were, if he was at that lake with Billy and oh. Billy and Paul, he'd be he'd, yeah, he'd able to snap away himself.
1: Mm, white man down. Mm. So um. Stephen's on the phone with Angelique later and he says, Look, why don't you buy the company and then you can you can have all of our great ideas? So Michael
0: said, that are ideas. But we like, came up
1: with them. That to took two minutes to come up with all of those. Copyright. And, and Michael's like, To be frank, I don't think I've got another good idea in me. That was my one good idea.
0: And then the Bee Gees come in and say, It's only words. <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh, good God. Okay, Carla says it makes sense. So Sarah and Michael... Or was are... it
0: Kieran McCarthy as part of zone I can't tell too. you the answer. I'm doing all the stupid Sarah today. Sarah oh, and Michael
1: are discussing it in the bistro later and Sarah seems a bit more convinced than Michael it's a good idea. Tim over here digs about Stephen being dodgy and tells... Sarah, there's a lot about her uncle that she doesn't know, including the fact that he told Elaine that he was being coercively controlled by Gabrielle and the fact that he made up this company, Seagull, and that he pretended that she was part of it. I love, Sarah I doesn't how, know any of this. I love
0: how Tim's been sitting on this information for the best part of, what, a month, do you think? <laughs> he's known that Stephen's been dodgy and been doing all this, all sorts, and he's literally lived next door to to Sarah Louise and he he could have told her and he's like no the story the story time has just has just come about I'm gonna and keep it to myself I'm gonna drop this truth bomb an yeah although uh, you you must admit Gemma no, Tim I hate Tim anything. hater of the podcast no
1: what do I have to admit was
0: quite funny when he came into the shop looking for cauliflower today wasn't it <laughs> <laughs>
1: what was it for it
0: sells cauliflower cheese
1: no cauliflower cheese is that good. I'm sorry, but it's not.
0: And you managed to avoid making fart jokes on Coronation Street. You have matured since earlier this year. Succulent
1: vegetables. Peter comes in to see Carla later and tells um, she tells him that she's worried and she feels bad about him own snapper after all the hard work that everyone put into it. <laughs> <laughs> and Peter's like, "Why don't you give them some of the money?" He says, "Like."
0: Nipper Snapper was just a glint in Michael's eye six months ago, wasn't it? Well,
1: he, yeah, is I this, mean... Is
0: it really that easy to make thousands, tens of thousands of pounds if you're in business? Michael? If you're in a backstreet underwear Are you factory?
1: asking me? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know is the answer. Did well, um, You get in on it. Well, <sighs> Peter says, why don't you give them some money? And, you know, Carla did basically come in and all of their stuff because she said that they used their (laughs) photocopier which means that she owns everything that they where they came up with Ryan comes into the rovers and he has arranged to meet up with Carla and then Daisy's talking to him about um, people making stupid comments uh, online jenny intervenes and because they're talking about um equipment for social media stuff and jenny says oh daisy's got a ring light she doesn't use it anymore and everyone gets a bit awkward because obviously daisy's worrying daisy's like look social media stuff did not work out well for me she she doesn't want she also is very aware of the fact that it led to ryan being you know Scarred by this acid attack. And mm. now it's just just a very awkward conversation.
0: Well, also, she's still, you know, things still not great between them because she's moved in nearby and they had and the kiss and everything want... and Daniel still doesn't know about it. And...
1: and Ryan's still got the hots for her and we don't really know what she feels about it, but she, we know that she's awkward.
0: Mm. Anyway,
1: the place later, Audrey's got to, to speaking to Gail about this equity release um
0: Oh yeah, she's got to bring letter around. That again, keeps they?
1: sending her letters and, and she and she gets Gail to look at it and they're like, oh, this looks really real. So Sarah comes in and tells them what Tim had said about Gabrielle and Stephen. Did they know that Gabrielle was controlling him? And they're like, oh, sorry, yeah, but we did know this.
0: I got, I got very confused and you had to explain this bit to me because I didn't understand what Sarah thought was going on because Tim told her... Stephen says he's been coercively controlled. And my immediate reaction to this would be for Sarah to say, no, that's a load of rubbish. Have you, Gail, or mum and gran, have you heard what lies Tim's been spreading? But actually she did believe it, didn't she? Because then she goes and phones up, Gabrielle.
1: She's like, hey, leave my Uncle Stephen alone. It's very weird that they... I guess they don't need to because he's her boss now, kind of. But it is weird to me that there's this whole background where Stephen and Sarah must have been incredibly close when they were in Milan together. And all of that's kind of gone unspoken. And they, like Stephen's never been like, Hey, Sarah, remember that time when we were up against it at Milan Fashion Week? And
0: Flashback.
1: You helped me out with those extra long jeans flies and we were having a espresso in the square. And she's like, Oh, Uncle Stephen, you're right. You know, they don't... No, like it's they just they just kind of forgotten all about that. But you don't really need to because they've already got quite a strong relationship. Yeah, with... yeah I don't
0: think. I don't well, think I just I would like yeah. a few a few little references. She's
1: got a very strong relationship, even more than almost anybody else. Because yeah. although that you know Audrey's his mum and Gail's his, his sister.
0: Well, Stephen was you know Audrey didn't even
1: exactly. uh, have
0: anything to do with him. For Sarah's the first probably the years person who
1: knows him the best out of yeah. the whole family. And and she has, everything's been, and it, she's not finding it weird that he's turned into a complete manipulative freak in the last, like, ten years of her life, mm. out of completely nowhere. She's not even asking any questions.
0: Well, her suspicions are definitely raised this week. Well, she phones
1: Gabrielle up and she's like, leave my Uncle Stephen alone, who doesn't need thieves and liars like you, and Gabrielle's like, oh, Sarah, you're so dumb, but at least you're pretty. Um she says you're not even trusting of Stephen, he's the one who's not being honest with you, and puts the phone down on her. <laughs> so Carla tells Stephen and Michael that they're gonna get a cut of the sale of Nipper Snapper and uh, try to get uh Stephen to do his best with the deal. So Sarah goes back to the Platts and they show this equity release letter, and she says, mm, yeah, it looks fake, it looks like a big scam. And Audrey's like, do you think it's something to do with the fact that Stephen had an estate around at my house last year to evaluate? It wouldn't have anything to do with that, would it? And Sarah's like, hang on a minute, and has another look at the letter.
0: Yeah, I mean, she she knows that Stephen is a is a master letter forger and scammer, and he's he's she, up to no good. She so. knows that
1: he forged the information. Yeah, about I her. mean, th-
0: there's there's no question that this one's a forgery or or, or anything, but she. Um, well, not, from, that's not that Stephen's done it but as, soon yeah, as they say Stephen her, uh, her interest is piqued
1: mm-hmm. so Daisy brings round this ring light to Ryan and they get chatting and he tells her that um, the hospital has told him he could start to put makeup on the scars to, to minimise the appearance of them and, and Daisy's like I can help you with that if you need it and he's very grateful so she leaves then we get to see Sarah confronting Stephen about this letter from the equity release people and gabrielle and he's she sent him what the hell is going on here and he says i can explain and he says look um <laughs> maybe i did steal money off, off, <laughs> off audrey but everyone's been doing it why can't i have a go he says I, i'm just doing business deals i'm using it for business deals and once i've got the money i'll pay her back and she'll never even know it happened um, then we get to see Ryan in the room with a ring light. He's sending a sexy Ovid for for this guy, this and bit he's was got weird. a filter function that takes the scars away. He, he and...
0: suddenly discovered the the filter in whatever video program he's using. Well,
1: was... if he'd found that,
0: you know, two months ago, wouldn't that have solved all his problems? The whole thing is here's my bod, but not my face. Yeah. But he was just putting these filters on as if it was nothing.
1: My question is. Are they asking poor Ryan Prescott. Prescott to go into work, sit there for an hour, get his scars put on, go in, have filming, so they can computer generate the scars <laughs> away from his face?
0: Yeah, that seems like a bit of a... Yeah, that are in that, yeah.
1: um, or are they going to have, like, are they going to introduce Weatherfield um ee weatherfield google specs where everyone just starts wearing google glasses and if it, it's got a filter in them that gets rid of ryan's scars and so <laughs> yeah. we see through and the they don't need to bother specs. making them up
0: anymore perfect <laughs> easy hmm.
1: Later on, Stephen, Sarah, and Michael are in the pub later, and Stephen says that Angelique has agreed to buy, buy Nippersnapper, and I can't—I'm not sure if they're getting seventy k each or yeah, yeah, they 70... said seventy k each. Yeah, but this solves so many problems. Yeah, and everyone's more glum than I would have thought they would have been because Michael's moaning about money, Stephen's getting seventy grand—that's quite a lot of—that's a big wad of cash. Yeah, and. Carla, presumably, is getting at least this much, if not more.
0: I can't remember. And so why have... is
1: she moaning about this bloody watch and saying that Peter's got to have... It must be between them. No, no, I don't think it
0: is. It doesn't matter if anyway. it's between they them, nice... it's not
1: quite enough for for um, Carla to pay this watch off, is it?
0: No, but I think it's... Oh, it anyway,
1: matter. they're all happy, or not. And Sarah gets up to speak to Audrey and says, tells her... She knows the letter's real because she's spoken to Stephen, but she's now telling Audrey the letter is a scam and Audrey's like, oh, that's good, good then.
0: Yeah, because she's she's now in a... She's got this money and she doesn't want to...
1: No, she knows that Stephen has got 70 grand and she thinks he's going to put this back into Audrey's house. Yeah.
0: Oh, yeah, 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 of course.
1: And so Audrey's like, thank goodness for that. Um, Sarah takes Stephen to one side and says, you make sure you pay back every penny you took And I'm not going to feel guilty about this. I'm not going to believe a single word you say ever again, you and me are are over, basically. On Wednesday, Stephen tells Sarah and Carla he's meeting Angelique next week to finalise this deal, but he'd rather do it alone. He doesn't want to talk to her about it. And Sarah's overheard him having a conversation to make a meeting later on that day, and she thinks it's Angelique. And so she follows him to this hotel where they're having this meeting, which hotel do you think it is, Michael? Oh, I couldn't guess. <laughs> she, um, she thinks he's trying to cut them out of the deal so he can get a bit more money. But it turns out that no, it's actually a meeting he's having with Jenny. And he feeds her this bollocks about, I'm allowed to say that, you about the fact it. that um he's, he's might have the family's best interests in heart, at heart and all this stuff. And uh, it turns out he's there with Jenny to help her with the Newton and Ridley it's deal, the which the we don't store, get to right? see. No. um carla meets up with lou so lou remind everybody is rufus's um ex-wife widow and she's the one that, that that is now hassling carla and peter for the watch money that peter stole earlier in the year and she gives uh, carla gives lou some of the cash that they owe them and says the rest is coming lou's stressed out and she says i can see why <laughs> this was weird she's like oh you know what i can see why rufus used to take drugs <laughs> and Carl's like, "Yeah, drugs are cool, aren't they? Did you take any?" And he's like, "Yeah, I did actually, but um, it was just too groovy for me. All these vibrant colours and uh, hallucinations and stuff. Wow, they just can't keep up the editing in the in the in the suite, so I had to stop taking them." And Carl's like, what did you say? Paranoia, funny lights, hallucinations, feeling like
0: you're having a mental breakdown. By gum, that sounds like what I had. Hmm. I thought that this was a." <sighs> Fairly clunky, want. fairly clunky way of Carla finding out what Stephen had maybe been up to. Um, I just, yeah, it was just one of those coincidences yet again that you know, if Lou hadn't said it, but. I know that things like that do happen in real life, but it, it really did feel the shoehorn. It's in. just the
1: way that Lou. Have, a, have
0: this lovely gift wrap plot development, Carla. Go and scurry off and do a bit of investigating this. There you go. Love from Lou.
1: It's also the way that Lou seems to be blissfully unaware of what she's actually saying, where she keeps insisting to Carla that Rufus was a incredibly conscientious micro dosing drug user who would never have taken too much and drowned himself in a swimming pool. Mm. Um, why I don't understand how you couldn't put the two together. No. And also I don't understand why nobody's like putting a. <sighs> feels cruel to me to let somebody labour under the idea, even though this is completely true in the world of Coronation Street. But in real life, wouldn't you? You wouldn't encourage this poor woman to believe that her husband was murdered when it feels very clear that he died of an overdose.
0: Oh, yeah, I know.
1: Goes to show you, doesn't it? Mm. If anybody ever dies, it's probably a conspiracy.
0: <laughs>
1: so Carla goes and tells Roy. She's like, Roy, do you remember that time when I thought I was having a mental breakdown again? And um, it was all like, it was almost like I was on drugs. Guess what? I think I was on drugs. I think somebody drugged me with LSD. And I really liked, this was a good way, this is good writing, because Carla did come across like 50-50 as to whether she was paranoid and slightly on the edge of having another men- mental breakdown or if she's actually telling the truth about she the that she came across
0: that drugged. way but she, she seems very very convinced she... all of a sudden yeah. like the the blinkers it have makes, been taken off really her eyes sense. and of course I was drugged and but oh, do nobody's you...
1: asking her the question who do you think did it Mm. That's the obvious question. There's the elephant in the room that Coronation Street is not addressing here. So um, she's saying, look, Lou described microdosing exactly like what I experienced. And I think that somebody near me has drugged me with LSD. And I was like, that sounds crazy. And she says, look, here's a printout I found online of a very reputable drugs website that's told me that all of my symptoms match exactly to LSD. And it came and went when my psychosis, what I had before, never did. And Roy says, you've got to be cautious about this, but who do you think would have done it? And uh, Sarah, is it Rufus if it's Stephen? And Roy, I don't think any of those people did it. And Carla's convinced. To me, it seems obvious. If I was Carla, I'd think it was Rufus. (laughs)
0: <laughs> it's a shame yeah.
1: I th- I think that as soon as Stephen finds out that Carla is suspicious that she was drugged with LSD he's going to steer her towards thinking it was Rufus
0: that would make sense for, for Rufus to try and what was even he trying to do he was. He was more interested in a nippersnapper, Snapper, wasn't he? I Everyone
1: think. loves Snipper Snapper. <laughs> <laughs> it's the best business idea. Business that idea been in invented ever since coloured. Yeah,
0: so maybe if she thinks that he was microdosing her just to try and get an easier nippersnapper deal or something, possibly. Or did? Or but did her psychosis? Cases... I
1: mean, if you're if you're no, Stephen, you did. say, do you not think it's suspicious that it stopped right after Rufus died? Mm. It's obvious. It's
0: you know. That makes sense for it to go that way.
1: <sighs>
0: Roy's, so, this is when Roy was like, phones no, up no, I don't Peter. think so.
1: He phones up Peter. He tells us he's worried about Carla. So when Carla gets home, who does she find on the sofa? It's hard to tell because she has a different yet more, even more fabulous hairstyle. It's Dr. Gaddis.
0: Hooray.
1: Hooray. She's come in. She's popping so on the way nice. home. nice.
0: Yeah, she's just popped in on the way home from, home she's from like, work.
1: don't worry, I was going to the co-op anyway to get a meal deal. How are you, Carla? And Carla says, oh, this is well out of order. I'm actually a bit knocked about this. Why are people talking about me behind my back? And Gaddas says, Peter's concerned they're having paranoid thoughts. And Peter's like, you think you've been spiked with LSD. It sounds a bit paranoid to me. And Carla says to Dr Gaddis, I, I'm actually fine. And Gaddis is relieved and goes home.
0: I'm not even going to make a comment about She's the like, implausibility of Dr Gaddis actually popping around Carla's because I was just pleased to see her.
1: Well, She can I mean, turn
0: up anywhere she likes.
1: Even Carla mentioned that it was impossible to get a doctor's appointment at the at the medical centre these did. days. She did. Carla goes around and sees Roy. He says, uh, I didn't get Dr Gaddis involved, but I can give you the details of a clinic who can test for LSD in your body for up to 90 days. And Carla says, well, if the results come back positive, I'm going to raise hell. This
0: is where she's speaking and like the voiceover is Jenny taking Stephen upstairs, isn't oh, it? Oh, yeah.
1: Another Stephen voiceover. Uh, probably
0: unnecessary, but... Well,
1: I thought it was unnecessary that Carla had to go and see Roy to, for him to tell her that there's a test that it can detect well, LSD. Well, you were telling
0: me this before um, Roy mentioned it, weren't you? Well, so, said, there's a test, there's a if, test. If, if
1: Dr Gaddis... No, I was saying if Dr Gaddis... Even, why didn't she even say, So hang on, Carla, what do you think you've been drugged with? Because mm. she can She, she can was tell. off the clock. She's like, look, I honestly don't really care. I'm here for the drama.
0: <laughs> What's going on? <laughs>
1: but yeah, I thought it was weird. Dr. Gallas seems like a more likely person to say we can test you for LSD. Mm. Maybe the NHS doesn't do that anymore.
0: <laughs> Maybe, not. Maybe
1: it's not free anymore on the NHS. On Friday, Sarah is suspicious of Stephen's plans for going on holiday with Jenny because she says, where are you getting all the money for that? And he says, well, actually, it's Jenny that's paying because she's got this money now from selling the Rovers.
0: Yeah, Sarah wants him to be giving the money back to Audrey so yeah. that the whole matter can be, have a line drawn under yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. But he's like, oh, she'll get it back eventually.
1: Roy phones Carla and she says, yeah, I ordered a kit, but don't tell Peter... Stephen comes in and says, can we talk about the Nipper Snapper Snail? <laughs>
0: <laughs> the Nipper Snapper Snail? <laughs> Is that their mascot?
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's a little snail. What's <laughs> his name? It's probably called Stephen. <laughs> Stephen the <laughs> Snail. <laughs> right, so Stephen finds himself...
0: Well, they would call the snail Shelly, but we've already got a Shelly in the programme oh, at the moment, Shelly. haven't we?
1: <laughs> okay, right, so Stephen ends up homeless because... Tim is trying to sell the flat, and so he—he's
0: just decided he's he's got—he's off—he's too much cauliflower is putting him in a bad mood this week, isn't it? It's like, ah, how dare you go out with Stephen? Ah, Stephen, you're not living with me anymore. Uh, Yeah, he's just decided to come out of his hibernation.
1: My wife's forcing me to eat a side dish as though it's a main course. (laughs) Anyway, um,
0: yeah, he's kicking him out of Red Bank.
1: he's, He's he's yeah, and so.
0: I hope somebody moves into that flat, because it seems like a bit of a waste putting it all together, if that's all we got to see of it.
1: I know, that's what we were saying when they put this set together mm. in the first place. She He says to Sarah, I'm going to have to take a bit out of this money from the nipper Snapper sale, and she's like, no way, that's grand. So Colin and Sarah talking about Stephen later, and Sarah almost drops him in by saying that this mess is all his own fault.
0: Yeah, so we're kind of left at the end of the week where Sarah is... Absolutely convinced that that Stephen has been up to no good. I mean, he's he's as good as admitted that he has been doing some shady deals with the family, but he's trying to convince her that family first for him, he would never do anything to harm them, but she doesn't trust him as far as she can throw him at the moment, does she? Well,
1: we also haven't said where he ends up living, but that will be in a different... Yes,
0: yes. Um, So, I... Can
1: we please, Sal, Nipper Snapper... To Angelique and Owen well, and never it. talk of it again.
0: They've got
1: it. They haven't, because Stephen's going to have a meeting with them next week.
0: Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, they I have don't a... want
1: to see it. I want to just hear that they've sold it and that's the end of it. I'm sick and tired of snapper. It's the most irritating, stupid thing.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it...
1: It's because they tried to get too specific with it. It's like, when, um, when uh, Steve had a t-shirt business, We didn't even know what he was putting on the T-shirts. Then they made Mule Face, which was stupid because (laughs) it was supposed to be trendy and cool.
0: It just feels that sometimes the Curry writers, you know... They're writers, aren't they? They're not necessarily entrepreneurs. it's really frustrating
1: because they, obviously, they're like, right, we need a business idea. This business idea is great. And then blah, 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 blah. Right, so come up with a business idea. It's like, if I had an idea for a business that could net me 70k in the space of six months, I wouldn't be sitting here with you, would I? Trying to think of ideas for how Uncle Stephen can shack up with (laughs) Jenny and the Rovers.
0: Yeah, I I hope it's over soon. I mean, I'm assuming that the whole Stephen shebang is going to be over by the no. end of the year, and no. and hopefully that's going to be it for no. for for Nippers. What do you mean? Well. Hopefully
1: that will be the end of it. Uncle uh, Stephen, better not die at the end of this because I'm going to riot.
0: I don't want. Stephen... He's Steve. my
1: favourite person. I
0: re- I really have got. I don't know. I don't think anyone's got any idea. I assume they haven't even filmed it yet. But I I I'd really like Stephen not to die just oh, for please. a change. Just
1: don't kill off a Corey villain because. There's so, there's so many, Then we can Cindy Beale him, can't we?
0: I don't think that Please. they would do that. I don't think that Stephen <laughs> Reed is down in the annals of soap history oh, alongside well, Cindy Beale how somehow. How dare
1: you? <laughs> how dare you?
0: No, I, I just don't want him to die because it seems a bit too, um you know, they too all predictable. Die in the end.
1: Coronation Street used to have this thing where they said... All the villains will always get their comeuppance, and it really derailed itself once Tracy got out of prison for on a technicality. Yeah, they can't pretend now that every, that there's a strict moral code in the in the core universe. I mean, Gary murdered um, Rick Nealon. I know it was in self defence, but he still got away with it.
0: Yeah, I... and we
1: never actually got to see what happened in that scene. We got we have Gary's word for the fact that Rick Nealon tried to kill him. Last thing we saw was him straddling Rick Nealon, wasn't it?
0: No, I think Rick was coming onto him in a a murderous sense.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But you know what I mean. If they wanted to do a flashback, uh, back from the grave, uh, Cindy Beale, they could do it with Rick Nealon. No, because they found his body. Did they?
0: Yes, they definitely did. Rick Newland is absolutely 100% been no, found.
1: Unless I saw his corpse myself. <laughs> I don't believe it.
0: Um, yeah. but you, well,
1: they could do a flashback at least, but we find out that actually Gary did kill him. On, In without, cold blood. Yeah. We've only got Gary's uh, the, word for it. I've the been ship, saying this for The years. ship has
0: sailed oh, on okay. Gary the ship's Windass. I Ship sailed now. on that. Yeah. I mean, a, ye- a year ago it. it was building up to something. A year ago it was building up to volume wall, wasn't it? And it felt like you know this is finally at the yeah. climax yeah. of of the Gary Windass saga that's been bubbling for the last three years, I and mean, we've barely seen him since. I feel He's like, like every giving... time he shows up in a scene at the moment, it's like I think I got away with
1: that one. Don't tell me on. I think the whole that whole uh, week was just to give Millie Gibson experience with a volume wall so she could get a job on Doctor Who. <laughs> yeah, she'd probably for Anna. She's like, yeah, I've she? done volume wall. <laughs> Brilliant, easy. I threw I threw a glass over the side.
0: Do you feel that the stakes are being raised in the Steven story no, now?
1: Everything's perfect.
0: I I feel like he Nothing's needs. Nothing's wrong with it. I feel like he needs to murder do again. another murder or something because. That I I I didn't oh. mind this week's coronation street, but it was very very businessy and numbers heavy, wasn't it? And and that's not my favourite thing. I it it's like he's, it, he he is the, the no, nobody's really talking about Rufus much anymore. They are a little bit Leo and Teddy completely been forgotten about. It just doesn't feel like you know, even though a few more people know about him. If I was Stephen, I wouldn't really be panicking. And I think at this stage, he should be sweating more, but he's still playing it fairly cool. I mean, he got away
1: with that tie pin really easily.
0: Yeah, that's the thing. They're bringing up things that could um, lead to his downfall, but then it's kind of explained away really quickly. And it's like, okay, he gets to live another day. So uh, although I am enjoying the story, obviously, I just, I, I don't feel the stakes at this stage are as high as they should be, and I, I
1: Who's that lady that came into the Rovers with all the books of quotes?
0: Um, I've forgotten her name, but I did say it earlier.
1: She Flint. is gonna die. Maybe he's gonna kill her.
0: Well, this is the. the... Every
1: time a new character is tangentially involved in Stephen's story, I'm like, damn.
0: Maybe that's how they're gonna, you know, sort out that story.
1: Maybe he's gonna kill Dad. Anyway, we're not allowed
0: to talk about it yet because that's the next that's nice story. Going to kill Daisy? No, I think not. Can
1: you imagine how much Twitter would lose their minds if Stephen Reed killed Daisy? Oh, my gosh. Um, oh, I
0: would not so be happy this, with that either. This, um, this test that Carla's ordered off, um, that ain't going to work, is it? Because they said it's a 90-day um, test for NSD, but she was tripping out back in March time.
1: If they're testing hair. Well, I guess it depends on the, the thing is your she hasn't pe-
0: washed her hair for no, three your ones. hair
1: it depends on what the test is because your hair uh, obviously it takes longer than 90 days to grow but if the chemical degrades within 90 days then it doesn't matter if you how long your hair has been growing it just Do you not, know what I mean some some yeah. chemicals stay in your hair or your nails or any or things like that for for a long period of time but if it's been denatured or something, It just
0: felt odd to me that they made a thing of saying this 90 day when everyone can look back and say, no, it was earlier than 90 days. Carla herself didn't even say, hang on a minute, it was back in March when I was having this psychotic episode. People I know, you would have some...
1: thought that she would have thought to herself, well, it was longer ago than 90 days.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I suppose... What people are saying, and that probably they'll go down this route, is she'll say, "Well, when I was in the hospital, they took blood samples. So can I get hold of this blood sample?" I and that says, "Yes, I've got Ellison." Oh,
1: I, I also don't think they would give them to you.
0: Um,
1: I don't think Nina just keeps your blood samples and then hands them back out to you. I'll
0: tell you what she needs to. She needs to enlist. Beast or Ninja Moira. <laughs> Noira's a brilliant blood stealer, isn't she? Do you remember? She loves it, yeah. <laughs> She's a vampire. Um, yeah, so like I'm, I, I'm semi enjoying it, but it's a little bit too businessy, and and I think there needs to be another murder soon, otherwise I'm, I'm at risk of losing interest. You in can't It can
1: makes business with pleasure. They're
0: clearly building up to something to happen in the autumn, but oh, I don't know
1: who's gonna die.
0: I I still don't know at the moment. You know. <laughs>
1: Imagine if I it's, just don't Imagine want if it was Henry. It's not going to be
0: Henry. Um, I just don't don't want it to be either Owen or Angelique or Lou because they're the most, most dull boring. people for it's it to, to be. be yet it probably will be one of those. Important. Although even Elaine, I think she's probably off the hook now, unless, you know, maybe maybe she's having a little break at the moment so that she can come back and be murdered. That's that's been it a is? thing before. Elaine is Paula mm. is Paula having a little breather before her final scenes on the street. Although if if she does get killed, then it's more obvious that it's Stephen. It uh, is well, we've said it many times before that it need they need to go big, but I don't know. So um, let's let's do the, the the Rover's side of it. Anything anything good going hey. on on Twitter at the moment, Gemma hey, Gemma's, Gemma's just checked out that's fine I'm going to tell you all about the Ronnie and Cher story business stuff so on Monday um <laughs> I had you had to explain this bit for me about what's going going on with these um through these six houses because I was busy tapping away notes for other things I said Gemma what's this what's this scheme that Ed's come up and you said well Ed's found a pair of people who've gone tits up and they are having a development to six houses with planning permission and he reckons that he can get them so that's exactly what it is
1: that's literally the only They're thing. going
0: to buy some land and they're going to build some houses on them. Planning permission's already in place. This is a win-win. They need to get in there quick. Ed's kind of been um, bolstered by Ronnie's motivational talks over the last few weeks, hasn't he? And he wants to... Um, he's like, yeah, let's, let's take a bit of a gamble in business. Way. And he says, oh, it's going to take all the money that we've got, though. Now, unbeknownst to him, they've got a little bit less cash than he actually... Thinks <laughs> because Ronnie's been none. using it to buy Newton and Ridley shares. So, Ronnie's getting a bit hot under the colour. But if he about hasn't been all this. doing
1: insider trading.
0: He has, he'll tell you, he's been oh. doing it Doing it all. So, he says, Right. It's I... only
1: okay if you're a politician.
0: So, Ronnie says, Look, Debbie, we're in a bit of trouble here. Debbie Debbie, this week was basically saying, just do it. It'll be Debbie's fine. Like Nothing little... could go wrong. Buy the shares. You're going to be you're gonna be swimming in a swimming pool of money by the end of the week. Just do it. And then when it all goes wrong at the end of the week, she says, well, nobody pressured you into it, Ronnie. Don't blame this on me. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Debbie, <laughs> Debbie, you literally just lit She's that touch like... paper and stood back this week.
1: She's like a little devil on your shoulder, isn't she? She's yeah. like eat the eclair, eat the eclair. And then next week she's like, now
0: you're fat. Gemma, that's high you're not allowed to say that. She's just a devil on your shoulder. Oh, sorry. <laughs> um, so Ronnie's telling Debbie about it and, and he says... Look, I'd have gone for this if I hadn't bought the shares. And she says, "No, no, 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 no. You did the right thing. Don't worry about it." <laughs> but Ed, Ed's not listening to Ronnie at all this week, is he? He's like, "I've done this. Sorry, I didn't tell you, but I've, I've, I've signed these papers. Sorry, I didn't I tell you. I've this done man. this. Yeah, exactly. He's like, he's going off as a, he's on a on an independent street this week. Well, what they
1: need to do is have a clear definition of their roles in this business. What
0: well, they did, didn't they? What? Ed said to Ronnie last week, I'll leave you to do all the money things. And but I know I know that like buying the getting the severe and everything this week wasn't that, but um yeah, Ed Ed was um Gung-ho. Yeah, he was, he was a little bit gung-ho about it, you're right. So, um Stephen and Jenny, so they're part of this storyline as well. So they're in the back of the rovers later. And she's getting a bit teary because it's the last day as her owner of the Rover's return. Of her
1: being the owner. What did I say? It doesn't matter.
0: I'm sure I said that. Um, I I, I didn't like this scene particularly. Jenny's of some out of nowhere this week has suddenly become completely and utterly... Hopelessly dependent
1: dependent.
0: on Stephen. She's like saying, Stephen, what would I do without you? When he offers to take her to the brewery meeting in the hotel, obviously, to sign this paperwork. But what has Stephen done at all to help her? Kill he's literally boyfriends. had nothing to do with her apart from, yeah, as you say, killing her boyfriends. But all of a sudden, he's her Superman, Canadian Superman. I I I think I'd I'd have preferred Jenny to have been a little bit more, you know, I can do this myself and been a big big girl about it. But anyway, it, it got them together at the uh, by the middle of the week, which is what I wanted. So um he they're, they're, they 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 almost lock lips on Monday. He goes no, she goes in for a kiss, but then when he gets a text message from Sarah and he has to dash. So it's it was it was close, but no no cigar at that point. Later on, the Bailey brothers and Debbie at meeting back in the Rovers again. They've just been approved for a loan. Okay. Business, business, business. Now they just need a twenty per cent deposit. Ed doesn't wow. realise they don't oh. have the money for this. Mm-hmm. Debbie is still saying to Ronnie, "Don't mind, shares will land. It's going to be all fine. You'll be laughing by the end." How of the week. come
1: Debbie doesn't have any cash to invest herself?
0: She does. She just prefers everybody to do it for her, doesn't she? She's <laughs> like it'd be
1: quite funny if you did this.
0: Yeah. Um, Ed says, "Right, we need to go and snap this deal up." Ronnie wants a surveyor out first, so um, that's the that's where it all goes on on Wednesdays. Uh, well,
1: Ronnie's using the surveyor is a stalling technique because he's saying oh my friend's going to do it at mate's race but he's not doing it yet.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. He, he...
1: And what he's like Ed's like let's do it now! I
0: I did find all this somewhat exciting this week. The race between what's going to happen first is that is the buyout going to happen? Is it going to get announced no, I it was first? Quite, even when it was when the seal bids going on,
1: boring business talk. It was still like, oh, how is he going to get out of this? Yeah, What's yeah. Ed Going to say,
0: I, I I did enjoy this. I, I thought I didn't I didn't particularly think the whole lot of Wednesday's episode. But when when it kind of came to the crunch on Friday, I was I was well in on it. So um, we see as you say, Jenny met up with Stephen to to go and sell the Rovers off. Um, I, I was a bit of disappointed that we didn't see the meeting.
1: Why, why was there a set for Newton and Ridley's conference room and there's all these conference room things happening like Philip Newton resigning and Henry going to talk to the board and Jenny and, and Stephen trying to sell the Rovers to them? Why are we not seeing any of these scenes when we know that there was a set?
0: I think there could have been a fairly poignant scene there. But then maybe if maybe if they'd had the business meeting, it would have been more of just Jenny blubbering to Stephen and it wouldn't have been quite what I also, wanted out of Also, it would have been more
1: business stuff and they always do on Corrie where they write a number on a bit of paper and fold it up and <laughs> put it across the table. They've,
0: all, they've already made the decision about how much it's going to be. Anyway, um, so they're, they're there having this meeting. At the cafe, though, Debbie's asking Ronnie how long he's going to keep stalling, Ed, with this and Ronnie says, look, I'm going to tell him I've hired my mate to be a surveyor, but he can't start for a few days, eh? That'll shut him up until Friday's episode, when hopefully the shares are going to skyrocket. So back at home, though, Eddie says, oh, I've jumped the gun again. Sorry, Ronnie, but I've got my own surveyor and I've hired him and he's on site right now doing it. That maybe we should just get on the blower and make the offer now before we lose our chance. And Ronnie's like, no, Reddy Ed." Take the hint, man. We can't do it yet. Um, Jenny and Stephen come back to the pub later. Deal's gone through. And Jenny is no longer the owner of the Rovers Return. Why? Is this this a momentous
1: occasion? I feel like I'm not worried about it. Because it feels the same as what happened when Jenny and Johnny first took over the Rovers. And they were like... Jenny and Johnny are going to do a makeover in the Rovers and they're they're going to ruin everything. And they're going to make it rubbish. And then it never happened. And it was all a big fake-out joke.
0: But the thing is, this has happened. And just just pausing the synopsis for a bit and thinking, well, Philip Newton has resigned as the CEO from Newton and Ridley now. This Waterford group, is that what it's called? Have got Newton and Ridley. I can't see how they're going to reverse that.
1: Right. The thing is we're watching corrie in 2023 but we're also watching corrie in 1961 and in 1961 Newton and Ridley the brewery was in control of
0: yeah for the first the 35 Rovers. years of Coronation Street and Newton and Ridley Jack was in
1: walker were just tenant landlord and landlady and they had to kind of do what the, what they to, what they were told. So there was a plot where Annie and Jack went to ho- on holiday, and a guy came from the brewery as a relief manager for a week and kind of. A Mr. Plumber,
0: no relation. Mm-hmm.
1: And then just now they're coming and saying, oh, he made a complaint, and they're gonna they you know, there's a lot of meddling going on from from the Newton and Ridley Brewery with Jack and Annie, but but that's... they
0: generally get by, and it's generally considered as Annie's pub, isn't it? So I mean, we said this back when the storyline started three weeks or so ago that whether Jenny's the owner speaking, or not, it's not a big it's... deal.
1: But the landlord or landlady doesn't actually own the pub, yeah, and it's actually more abnormal to have somebody who owns the pub.
0: I don't know what's. To... I don't know in like, in real life what's normal Well, independent normal now.
1: pubs are very, very rare. They're all chains, aren't they?
0: I suppose they are being bought out by chains now, chains. aren't they? They're yeah. all like
1: Green and King and. And, well, and, and
0: Jenny's rolling in it now, the sale's in. gone through now, hasn't she? So. I, I think as long as... I, I suppose they are worried about be... their jobs and, you know, what what kind of meddling will this... I think this woman's going to come in here. and
1: make a bunch of annoying suggestions. She's going to implement a couple of changes. It's going to go down like a lead balloon. Everyone's going to be staring at her. She's going to come out with a bunch of trite little quotes... Everyone's gonna call her an idiot, and then she'll leave and say, "I guess I'll leave it up to you. Seem to know what you're doing, and then we'll never get mentioned again. And mm. then probably in in five years time, the writers will have forgotten that Jenny sold it to Newton and Ridley, Is this going and to be they'll a, be talking a, about a Kevin that.
0: forgets his son's situation. Well, there.
1: Be, there are so many bits where they've done something they forgotten they did it, they, like Asher being a paramedic. Do you remember that?
0: Oh, that's not been forgotten. They just put that on ice oh, for a reckon? little bit. That's that's. Yeah, that's what you get taught in paramedic school as well. Put it They're on nice. ice. Yeah, um, no, I, I, they, they have had times in the past where property ownership has been forgotten over I time. Mean, how, somebody, like I saw the road, somebody the factory?
1: Online... Who owns the factory and why? Nobody knows, don't ask questions. They uh, sold it and rebought bought it and earlier well, the, the, owned it at one point.
0: The big one, obviously, with this, was the whole huge retcon they did after Betty died and it turned oh, out well, that yeah. Annie left Betty, the Rovers, in her will, yet yeah, the Rovers wasn't Annie's to leave. So it didn't, it didn't make sense at all. I saw somebody online posting before about, you know, when Norris bought uh, number three off Emily, apparently she agreed to that, but said, if you die before I do, then the house comes back to me. Well, you know, Emily has outlived Norris, but does, does, is, is Emily actually the owner of number three now? No, the babies are. Who so, did
1: they buy that from?
0: I think it was Norris. So it didn't make sense. It didn't make sense. Who
1: gets Norris's cash?
0: Can Who I get cares? some of it? Who cares? I
1: mean, we, you know, um, Spiders left. He didn't tell us whether Emily was dead or alive. No. If the money reverted, I mean, if Norris died and Emily was still alive, I can't help but think he would have given her a lot for his money. Because they just had that relationship.
0: Do you reckon? I, was, I, was, Who I do would you think would give it to? I just think he'd be a bit more sneaky about it and hope that she was old and past it and forget it.
1: Well, who do you think is his next of kin, then? Yeah, got one. Well, then who gets the money? Oh,
0: yeah.
1: Rishi Sunak, typical.
0: Uh, uh, anyway, we're, we're, some, we're somewhat off track at the moment. But well, basically, just... at the end of oh, the day, right. it, yeah, I it just... It. No, no, it feels like it doesn't really make any difference. I thought you were going
1: to say it doesn't really matter, because that's really the, the end point. Of no, this it doesn't really
0: make any difference whether Jenny owns the Rovers or whether the brewery does.
1: It doesn't really matter.
0: Sorry, just Jenny. Deal with it. Sorry. Um but but, you know, it's it's a it's a bold move for me and cloud, I suppose. It's uh is it to say No, it
1: just feels look, at this moment in time, it feels like another Alia got blown up in a van. High like I said, high stakes, low consequence.
0: Mm. It's it's led to a, a few good cliffhangers. And what was that but... thing that
1: they were saying about change you have to change to stay the same or something? Or mm. stay the same I don't know, but it just feels like that. It feels like the writers were giving us a tip off. <laughs> it doesn't honestly, anyway. but I'm not complaining because I don't want it to change. What I but what I do want is to have storylines where I'm genuinely concerned or, you know, enthralled as to where where it's going, I don't really mind where things go at the moment, because I don't think they're going to go anywhere that exciting, but I'm enjoying watching it, because I think everyone's doing, like, all of these stories this week, I really enjoyed this week, I thought it was great script, great performance, there's some really funny lines and scenes, but I'm just not worried, (laughs) Rovers is going to close, or Jenny's going to leave, or someone else is going to be the landlord or the landlady
0: that's the thing when they raise the stakes and say this could be it for the rovers we could all be out of our jobs it's like uh, no no it won't it's like but i but i thought i that but i was still invested in um is you know is henry going to be able to stop the the newton and ridley buyout? because i don't know whether waterford was going to buy newton and ridley or whether henry was going to swan in there and and stop it happening i i I honestly didn't know so that that was what was interesting me but
1: to give a real life analogy that means nothing to anybody except for me and you, it reminds me of when you get those letters from your insurance company that are like, just to let you know that H and B insurance companies has now been bought by B and S insurance companies yeah. and from now on your administration is going to be out of Swindon instead of Slough. Nothing will change, but we just wanted to let you know. It's like, I don't care, leave me alone.
0: Yeah, I, it's it,
1: all the same to me. I don't of co- care. Of
0: course, Jenny will feel like she's been a bit of a failure
1: mm-hmm. if
0: if something is if something was was mine, a property was mine, mm-hmm. and then somebody came and bought it and said you can you can still live there. It's not yours. It's mine. It would feel a little bit, oh, what did I, I... Have I done something wrong? You know, if somebody came and said, right, Michael and Jamie, yeah, you, you, you moved into this house two years ago and you're making a total ass up of it. I we're going to buy it off of you. It's going to be true. our house. You can still live here.
1: Right.
0: I'd still be feeling like oh, I, I did something wrong. But if they gave me a, <laughs> a massive wad of cash for it, I'm sure that would help me uh, dry my tears a bit.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Anyway, anyway. Um, I've forgotten where we were now. So the deal's gone through um and then and, and Stephen was there uh, holding jenny's hand because he's wonderful so later on ed's moping because the words get out about the houses this brilliant deal um with the planning permission and, and everything now everybody wants in on it so they're being asked to give sealed bids and ronnie is secretly pleased at this point because it means there's hopefully going to be a bit more of a delay so baileys and debbie meet up in the pub again towards the end of the episode and they say, um, they tell her about the sealed bids thing, and Debbie and Ronnie have some quiet whispers where she's like, look, I reckon that Newton and Ridley are going to be announcing their buyout pretty soon. And if not, it's fine. Just cut your losses, sell the shares. You it haven't lost be, anything. It will any Yeah.
1: Can I just say one thing about... Yes. that? I, I realise I haven't really made clear about... I kind of have, have mentioned it, but... This stuff about Jenny and the Rovers... I feel as though if we hadn't had, we're on month nine now of this year. If we hadn't had eight months where things built up to no to no consequence at all, I would be more worried about this. I feel like Coronation Street's made a rod for them back here, trying to convince us that any of this may- means anything or has got any great consequence.
0: Yeah, I suppose. Like, right from the beginning
1: of the year, we've just had. Escalation and escalation and
0: stabbings, things, bombings, yeah. acidings.
1: So many things have happened, and it feels as though the status quo just returns almost immediately, and so it's a world devoid of of.
0: Even in the factory, effect. and there's been so much factory business and passing ownership and votes and no confidence well, and buyouts and shares and everything commoning... and still yeah. is, is the factory any different i'm now? gonna sell it the factory like i'm not it. gonna
1: sell the factory i hate you Stephen. you're fired no you're back again mm. nothing seems to change but everything is always in a state of flux and so when coronation street wants to tell me that i need to worry because the rovers is gonna be sold to a a horrible company where people are allowed to run around with books of quotes. I can't help but think, you know, in two weeks' time, we probably would have forgotten this even happened and everything will be back to normal. If Coronation Street wants to prove that they're serious about consequences, I don't want them to start with the Rovers, though.
0: No. The the Rovers is the one out of all the businesses on the street that feels the most safe. Mm -hmm. Possibly every other business...
1: Could close and change. A,
0: a bold producer could say, I'm axing that and that's what I'm going to go down as. The person who, who closed the cabin, the person who blew up the corner shop. But they wouldn't do it with the Rovers. The only Rovers. two places,
1: the only two businesses on Coronation Street that have been there at the, since the very start are the corner shop and the Rovers. And out of those two, the Rovers is the only one that really has remained almost the same. Mm. You know the the corner shop's gone through loads of different looks and and owners and they change things and but even that is quite similar to the very beginning of Corrie.
0: Yeah, it's not as it's, iconic a location as the. Road it's not say, as iconic,
1: but you know, yeah, like you say, they could they could blow up the, the corner shop. Mm. Mad Mike could come back and mm-hmm. you know torch it, and they could just never open it again.
0: And the silly thing with everything is a lot of the. Businesses, if not all of them, on the street at the moment, except perhaps the salon, which is the one that we see the least of, bizarrely. <coughs> all of the other businesses in real life Oops. may well be shutting because corner shops, paper shops, pubs, fabric factories, oh there, there aren't as many as them around now well, as there we... were 20, 30 plus years ago. I
1: mean, I don't know, I don't know about these days, but I do remember that Mary Portis. Um, tv series that she did in the uk during the course of us doing this podcast over the last 11 years Mm. or so she she went to a fab a knicker factory and it was they were making a big deal it was like this is the last remaining underwear factory in the whole of england and i don't know whether that's still open or not but the fact that that Mm. was is such an anomaly anyway i'll give up so I just wanted to explain I'm not being flippant I care deeply about the character of Jenny and the Rovers but I'm just saying that Coronation Street has made their bed here mm. by removing consequences and mm. I've been saying it and I know that I've been saying it and everyone's sick and tired of me saying it and hearing me saying it
0: so stop saying it
1: that's why I'm going to
0: guess what happened at the end of the episode um, Stephen and Jenny had a snoggeroo in the back room She says, oh, Jenny, you've done such a brilliant job over the last five years. Isn't it time that you stepped back, though, and thought about what you want? I'm hoping it's right in front of your eyes. (laughs) And it wasn't all.
1: It's my willy. (laughs) Um, What is their shipping name?
0: Um, Stenny? Stenny. Or
1: Jen... Jenfer?
0: No, I don't... Jenfer? No. I I don't think they've got one. What about
1: Reid and Connor? Reena. No.
0: Connor Reed. I oh, like Stenny. Nickname. Um Stenny will do. They go up to the bedroom by the end of the episode because Dirty. she doesn't she don't wait, does she, Jenny?
1: She's like, Life's too short, there's no consequences, I can't get pregnant, go upstairs.
0: Friday. Ronnie <laughs> is reading about the Newton and Ridley salad in the paper Mind whilst you, trying
1: Well that would be a twist, wouldn't it? What? Consequences arrive in the in the form of a baby Reed Connor. <laughs> just imagine Why not?
0: Just imagine that.
1: I'd be up for that.
0: I don't know whether I'd enjoy that How story. How old was
1: Erica when she was telling Nick that she was up the duff?
0: She was about 50. Well... Yeah, we oh yeah. Right, so, the Newton four. and Ridley salad. I, I, no, actually, what? no. sorry, this is wrong. I, this I got confused a bit about this at the beginning of Friday's episode as well, because the news about what was going on with the brewery was kind of being drip-fed to the public through the day, wasn't it? And the news that was in the paper at the beginning is that Philip... The CEO of Newton and Ridley, aka Henry's dad, has stepped down. But the buyout from the Waterford group hadn't come out. Is is this how it works? Why why wouldn't that have come out at the same time? I don't know. know. When
1: was the last time you paid attention to business?
0: Never. So anyway, Ronnie's trying to hide this information from Ed. Who's doesn't matter. Who's pretty easy to do that because he's more interested in whittering on about this sealed bid thing that they need to do by four o'clock this afternoon. He goes off. Debbie comes in and she's like, <laughs> "Sorry about this, Roddy." Uh, but Newton and Ridley shares have plummeted through the floor. Um, not my fault. Nobody forced you to buy them. We just better hope that this Waterford deal goes through quickly. And I thought this was a great um stakes to raise at the beginning of the episode because I lit it. It felt like the progression of the storyline was was quite neat. And at the very end of the episode, everyone was celebrating. But I was literally, I, I didn't know where this was going to go um, throughout all of this today. So I, I enjoyed that this was kind of dropped on us at the beginning of the episode, you know? Mm-hmm. So Stephen and Jenny, meanwhile, after their night of passion, mad passionate (laughs) lust, um, are all loved up coming out of the pub. And she's like, oh, Stephen, I want to organise a little trip away with you. And he says, well, you know, i got to be careful with the old money. And she's like, don't worry, I'm rolling in it now. And then this is when Tim comes out of his troll hole and says, ah, Stephen, (laughs) you evil guy, what you you doing to my mum? And Jenny says, don't worry about this. Phrase of doom, everybody. From now on, everything's going to be all right with us.
1: Yeah. Mere
0: seconds after she uttered these immortal words, Gemma comes blustering out of the cabin with the newspaper headline saying Philip has quit as CEO of Rovers. And they're like, oh, crikey. Right, what? And oh, Newton and Ridley. Ridley, sorry. Oh, crikey. What does that mean for us at the Rovers? So... Ronnie is still trying to slow Ed down with this whole sale thing because Ed's Ed's just like we gotta do it, we gotta do it, we gotta. I, I, would,
1: I, I respect ed here this is what i'm like if i want to buy something i want to do it then right yeah. now let's go buy it what are we waiting for there's no point waiting someone's gonna buy it instead of me i don't want that to happen let's yeah. buy right now
0: <laughs> um and ronnie tries to say oh you know maybe we're buying enough more than we can chew here it's like no way we do it we're, we're doing it we're gonna get this i can i can sense everything's gonna be great for us as well so then we get a return from henry Hey, It's been like
1: he's been conspicuous. He has been very conspicuously
0: absent. absent in the last fortnight or so. Didn't even get to see Gemma doing any more PA. I wonder yet.
1: what they've been doing those two.
0: I yeah. That can, it doesn't work. Mm. Uh, he comes flapping into the pub later. I was wondering <laughs> back when this deal was announced a couple of weeks ago, how much does Henry know about this? Is it being done underneath without any kind of um
1: um, without
0: any um, discussion about it and it turns out that it's true he's like i've heard about this deal i can't this this is the first i've heard of it this is news to me as well i can't say whether the rovers deal is going to be going through sorry i'm in the dark as much as you are but he gets a phone from his dad so he kind of scurries away out into the smoking area or something to go and have a word with him um and ronnie is in the pub at this point as well so he's listening in because this is pertinent to his interests this week um henry comes to the bar later sad times gemma
1: what's happened it's true oh
0: his dad's bogged off um uncertainty restructuring possible redundancies who knows what's going to happen now everyone's a panic what's this going to mean for us he no, doesn't know um but i'm going to go to an emergency board meeting later to try and stop this deal happening
1: but you can't follow me me and what? I'm not taking my assistant.
0: No. Yeah, yeah, Gemma, my PA, you're not allowed to come along with this because it's me that's got to do the announcement later on today. So he goes to his car followed in hot pursuit by Ronnie who says, you don't know me, but I think that you should definitely not stop this buyout from happening because it could be brilliant. And he's like, "Who who are you?" He's <laughs> like, you Ron, what this? for the great yeah, and then
1: Henry says, "What? How do you know it's Waterford?"
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was, wasn't it? Yeah. He, Ronnie drops himself right in it, but manages to squiggle his way out of it very sneakily. And I'm, I am still wondering whether this is going to come and bite him in the bum. Well, he's saying? On. Oh, everybody because... knows
1: it. it's the word on the street.
0: Yeah, but but it's
1: going to become very suspicious when it turns out that he bought shares. And he's also telling Henry something that is supposed to be secret information.
0: Yeah, by the end of the episode, Ronnie and Ed are celebrating. Like, we've done it. We're never possibly going to be caught at this point. But I don't know what there is to... Is there anything for Henry to gain by this? I, I don't know. But, um, you know, I, I wouldn't be celebrating quite so soon, Ronnie. Anyway, Henry, um, Henry says that... Yeah, I've not announced that it's Waterford. Nobody knows it's Waterford. How do you know? Ronnie says it's just, just a guess, just a guess. Um, and he says, "Well, you've just confirmed that it is Waterford, haven't you?" And Henry's like, "Oh, you curses, you got me."
1: It is a classic soap thing to be like, uh, "Blah blah blah. How did you know it was blah blah blah? You just told me."
0: Yes, it was basically that, wasn't it? So um, Ronnie and Debbie. Um, Get all go go for a hushed whispers chat in the pub again, and he's like, "This is too stressful. I need to tell Ed." And she's like, "Don't tell Ed. Everyone's going to turn on you for blowing Ed's money. Honestly, ride it out. It's going to be fine." Um. Then Stephen. Oh, this is when we see Stephen getting thrown out of Red Bank by Tim. Um, and then he hears the brewery news, and then they might all be soon at jobs. That's not really important. Ronnie goes up to Ed's office, which is the first time we've seen that for a very, very long time. The builder's office, nice. Um, And Ed's like, you know, I've been jumping the gun all week with everything and doing things without telling you, but just dropping it on you for maximum dramatic impact.
1: Guess what? I've only
0: gone and done it again. I've put the bid in, mate. I've done it. I've put in my sale bid. And Ronnie's like, you blithering idiot, Ronnie. Now, Ed, sorry. Now I've got to confess all about my nefarious insider tradery. I've bought Newton and Ridley shares, and now they're pretty much worthless. Sorry.
1: We got really confused about this because I was listening back to the podcast from last week, and we were saying that Ed was basically giving Ronnie
0: yeah permission permission to
1: to do it, but that's obviously not what he thought was happening.
0: No, even though they discussed it, he was just yeah completely um, naively trusting yeah trusting Ronnie hmm. to
1: not buy shares. Um, so. So I always say. It's one of my quotes in my book.
0: Basically, what this will mean, Ronnie says, is that if we end up buying this because our our bid is successful, we're not going to have any money to actually do anything on it. We're just going to... As they say, we're not going to be able to do anything apart from play football.
1: If only we need someone who only played football. only we
0: need somebody in the family who played football.
1: I was, I was insulted by this because I'd love a field. Would you? Yeah, I want a field. I want to go camping on my own field so I can... I can have a fire pit. and I don't have to pay twenty pound a night.
0: Well, you, you suggest that to them, then. Ed is massively that, ashamed of Ronnie. So. Heads heads off home. Um, and then Henry comes to the pub later, post boardroom meeting. No good. He not been able to stop it happening. He he said they still treated me like a kid. They've known me since I was little, and I didn't have really any sway in in that. So he
1: likened himself to Kendall Roy,
0: yeah. And I didn't know who that was, but apparently somebody from Succession, I've heard. So they're going to get a visit from um uh from from uh, Lydia from the Waterford group at some point in the next six weeks, and she will Lydia Flint, and she sounds
1: like a um a Agatha Christie character.
0: She sounds like she's a character of the Flintstones, I think. Lydia Flint. Don't you think? No? Maybe? Okay. Um, So, he says, look, Henry's like mega depressed about this. I don't blame him.
1: Literally, well, he knows he's, he's useless. Honestly, he's he's only got his job because he's cause of nepotism. Nobody trusted him enough, even his dad, to tell him this was going on. So he's clearly not as important to the workings of Newton and Ridley as he thought he was. I he, feel mad he on hire, Henry's on... behalf. Yeah, I do as well. But he can hire a woman to walk around after him with a with a flamingo pen, and it, nobody is like cares because what's she gonna write down that that Henry Newton needs to know? Nothing. It doesn't mean so that... So he's going to get fired because it, because his dad's retired. His dad's gone and everyone's going to be like, so what do you do around there? And Henry Nguyen's going to say, well, I'm like the fun face of the company for if you want an uber-duber.
0: From what we... Yeah, but from what we saw from when he was in it a few weeks ago, he does seem to have...
1: He seems to have reformed somewhat. He,
0: yeah, he seems to understand maths a little bit more now than he did five years <laughs> ago. And also we hear from Lydia later that... They don't like to rock the boat too much. So they might want to keep Henry in. But if I was him, I'd definitely be worried about my job. But at the end of the day, you know, he hasn't lost out on the Newton and Ridley fortune, has he? Because Phillips just walked away with a massive paycheck. And I'm as surprised. far as Henry knows, he's still, you know, going to inherit that.
1: I'm surprised that Henry doesn't have shares in the business, considering he's part of the, You think that they would all have shares?
0: I don't know. I don't know enough about shares.
1: Well, my I've got shares in my family business,
0: <laughs> um, so. This is where... I've, I've lost where I am now. Um, Jenny's trying to put a positive spin on the whole thing. Well, you Henry's like, I'll try
1: to... All I'll all tr- I hope I keep my job and I'll keep you on as a PA, Gemma. Yeah, yeah.
0: So, um, Ronnie goes round number three to try and apologise to Ed after um, the confession earlier and says, look, I'm going to I'm gonna try and get the money back. If we lose this out, honestly, I'm going to do the best I can. And Ed's like, fine, come on, come and have a chat with me. And Ed's like... He's not going to back down. He says, you just want me to tell you that it's fine what you've done, but it bloody well isn't. No, Mm -hmm.
1: I'm very cross.
0: Um, But fortunately, this is when Debbie comes round. Now Waterford have been announced as the owners of Newton and Ridley, and hurrah, the share prices are rocketing. You're going to be sitting on a little gold mine before you know it.
1: Hooray. Hooray. And this is when Ed's gambling streak gets woken like a dragon. Yeah. Because he starts saying, oh, we could... Ronnie's saying let's sell now, and and Red's like, oh, what if we wait for a day? What if we wait for a week? We could be millionaires. Mm. And and it, um, Ronnie's like, cut our losses. You know, well, not cut our losses, but it's quite we're well ahead. Yeah, and yeah. That was a good trick, but not if you're a gambler, you don't <laughs> know that one.
0: No, I thought I thought it was quite clever how they've. Brought Ed Scambling back into this. It was. I mean, it was the cliffhanger at the end of today's episode, right at the end, wasn't it? When he's looking at the racing uh, pages and he's like, oh, should I? Oh, should I? No. Anyway, um, so Lydia Flint does come from uh, come to the pub later. Um, they're obviously moving quickly there. Sean swooshes out the back to get Jenny and they start to make out like they're going to get rebranded and have to put in uniforms and everything. But after Jenny's finished giving her the tour later, she's like, well, we're going to pretty much keep things as much as they are because, you know, that's what we do here in Coronation Street. Apart from maybe the odd quote on a chalkboard. I like that little, the little um, thing that they had about her and her quotes because then they went off and they had a few little scenes of Sean. Daisy and Sean reading in inspirational quotes to each other. And it was completely unnecessary to the plot, but okay. I liked it as a little extra thing that, that, that they added for her.
1: Yeah, I really... That's uh, yeah. the sort
0: of thing I like, you know.
1: It's it's one of these unnecessary character flourishes that make yeah. characters... It kind of reminds me of the Donkey Sanctuary Lady, mm, where mm. we really didn't... This character's completely superfluous, but I guess that this yeah. Lydia Flint is going to... She, I just feel like she's gonna spend the next week following them around and giving quotes about what they're doing, which I'm kind of looking forward to. But it also could be a bit cringy.
0: I hope, as far as me, she might not even come back again. Maybe if they want to go down that route. Well, what
1: are they gonna? What's the point of having her (coughs) there? Because she's come to say, I'm, I'm just here to sort of see what the brewery's bought, really.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and to say that uh, we're going to keep on everything as it is. If I was so I her, worry. do you know
1: what I'd say? What? Right, number one, I'd say, why have you got that cabinet at the back there that says chilled wines that you've never opened in 30 years? <laughs> I'd say, why have you got these two hot plates under a lamp that you claim has got hot pot in it, but all the hot pots are cooked individually in the oven? What is in these little vats? Good
0: Get question. rid of those. Good question.
1: And I'd say, why are we renting space from Ken Barlow to go to the toilet?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, do you manage to overlook all of those very important issues? Yeah. you need to go after our job anyway that was basically it Jenny's telling Stephen that she can move in with her at the end of the episode and into the B&B room although she does say oh you know well maybe you come hope you don't come across padding across the landing, the landing at night yeah. oh we know what that so, looks um, like
1: you, hear this, you can still hear the haunting screams of Daisy and Ryan at <coughs> a certain time of night
0: Yes, um, and is that is
1: that screams? No, it's just Jenny, Jenny, and Stephen. Oh gosh.
0: Um Anyway, so that Uh-oh. that was that was that. I got a frog in my throat today. Excuse me. Please feel
1: get... free to go and have <coughs> a drink. go and drink. No,
0: no, I'll be all right. I'll be all right. Maybe after this story. Um, so, I was kind of throughout the week thinking, is Stephen going to end up buying the Rovers? But as we let things are left stood at the moment. Everything's kind of solved.
1: This is Coronation Street. Nothing's ever solved.
0: Stephen's got this £70,000 or share of £70,000 that he's not using at the moment.
1: This £70,000 feels to me like it's going to be
0: the key. It feels like it's earmarked for the Rovers to me, but it doesn't need to.
1: Well, what if Lydia turns around and says, I don't think this is a very good investment for Newton and Ridley. Slash Waterford, we're going to have to renege on the sale because it's not valid anymore because mm. there's a cooling off period, you didn't read the fine print. Um, so we're gonna have to ask you to pay the money back, and then Jenny's not gonna have it, and then Stephen's gonna white knight in with his 70k, and then they'll have enough, and he'll be like, Don't worry, we'll be partners. Mm. And then, um, also, we've got Michael with this 70k, and his dad looking at the racing like it's Tim looking at a hot pot <laughs> you know he's going to be in debt pretty soon he's go- is he going to take all of the money that they've just got and gamble it away probably
0: yeah yeah maybe uh,
1: Carla's got this money and I don't know whether she's gonna
0: well she's giving it to Lou we've already seen her give some well she's given it, she-
1: 70k and 15 grand don't add up do they
0: no well I don't know
1: um, and then you've got Sarah, who's also going to get some of it. And oh, I don't know what she's going to spend that on.
0: I don't know either. I'm sure they'll think of something. But you
1: know what I mean? It feels like everybody's getting money and mm. there's there's at least two people here who are going to use it for plot purposes.
0: Yeah. I oh, I, I just want to fast forward to six months and find out what's what the, the status of the robbers will be at that point. I'm I'm still just ever so slightly concerned that Jenny's going to be given the ho. No. But I don't, obviously, kill it. If she does, Arabia. I'm going to
1: get really mad. Yeah. There are a few things that I demand from Coronation Street.
0: And one of them is Gemini's permanent residency. Jenny as at landlady. Return. Um, okay. Um, you don't need to
1: change the landlady and landlord as much as they have over the past 11 years. We've no. been doing the podcast that long and there have been so many new landlords and landladies. You just don't need to do it.
0: Nah, no, keep her on. Um, I I would also like to say about the this this story today that I very much enjoyed not just having Henry in it and and I I think the idea that we're going to get Henry's old personality back clearly that's that's gone that ship has sailed. But I did enjoy having lots of Henry scenes. I thought that there
1: weren't lot him
0: him being, there should
1: have been more. Oh well, no,
0: there, there you know there, there's more than there's been for a while. And him being very honourable and wanting to keep the family business well, and everything was lovely. I loved it when he um, caught Ronnie out and when Ronnie mentioned the Waterford. So I was very very pleased with what happened with with Henry today. And yeah, a little, little bit concerned about his future. It, it could be quite interesting if he did end up, you know, losing everything and becoming a just a pleb like everybody else. That could be an interesting little be like avenue for him to go down.
1: Pulp song.
0: A common person. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, okay, I, I thought that was quite fun. Gemma, it's time for you to do the Paul story.
1: I will do that if you want. Yes,
0: it is your turn. Go for it.
1: I don't know if you want to stop No, not, no, it?
0: it's fine, it's fine. I was
1: trying to lead you in so you can <laughs> no, I'm okay, I'm okay. in a subtle way, but no. no, this isn't professional radio. On Monday, Billy tries to apologise to Paul for what he said last night about how he, if he weren't going to die... He'd be dumped. So, you know, what a tragedy for Paul. certain death or not being able to go out with Billy.
0: Tell you what, I'm glad that they didn't stick with this. I, I they're, they're clearly going to end up together. This wedding is going to go ahead. Yeah, but I was, it, it looked at the end of last Friday's episode that they're going to be splitting up again and then we'd probably have a week of them making up or or, or Paul, Billy putting his foot in it again. But luckily, Let me tell they you didn't what happened. go down that route.
1: Well... Paul doesn't want to hear it. And it gets very awkward. Billy tells him that the sterile is ready to be to be picked up. And he says, I don't want to push you into doing anything you don't want to do. or It might take away your independence. And Paul says, it's fine. I'm going to see Shelley. So he goes to see Shelley, who is the fellow MND sufferer who's a bit... Well, she's, she's in a wheelchair, isn't she? And she's got a feeding tube in her nose. And Paul's talking to her about... He feels like people are suffocating him. And she's like, change the record, you know you've got all these people that you're moaning on that care about you, and I, I'm here, I haven't got anybody.
0: They didn't cast anyone to be my family. No.
1: the, the people they I'm cast, only
0: supporting character. They don't, they don't give us relatives or backstories or people. People
1: that they cast to be my PAs were, were non-speaking extras. Yeah, yeah. So she's getting annoyed about Paul minging on about it, and and she says, look, nobody wants a wheelchair, nobody wants a chairlift, but you've got to get on with it and get it sorted out. So when Paul goes back home, he says... I wanna spend the rest of the day with you and I wanna Billy live, But Billy. I want to live life while I'm I've got it and I wanna do stuff. So they go to skinny dip in a lake.
0: Well the sk- the, the the plan wasn't too skinny dip, was it?
1: I don't know what the you know, plan maybe was. It was.
0: Maybe it was there in the back of Paul's head all along. Maybe it was something on his bucket It doesn't list.
1: feel like a particularly adventurous thing to do, but if that's what Paul wants to do, then fine. Well, it
0: was nice. You know, it is very adventurous to Cor- for Corrie to go and film on location. Maybe that was what Paul would say. I'm going to go like, on an adventure. I'm going to take a risk here. I don't care here. about
1: the budget. I'm going to a lake.
0: I thought it was a, a lovely little scene when okay. they are sitting down next to each they other. They
1: go to the jetty. They sit on the bench. And Billy says, I want to talk to you properly about what happened yesterday. What you what are, you heard me say was true because I would have dumped you, but I also think that we'd have found our way back to each other eventually. And Paul's like, "Yeah, that is how the show goes. You're right." <laughs> so they kiss, they hold hands, and before long, Paul wants the skinny dip, and Billy's nervous, but he's like, "Well, it's not like I'm a vicar; I can do whatever I, like, I want." Billy's like, "It
0: was like a little school girl, and like, oh no, oh we couldn't possibly. <laughs> That's very naughty you and racist." skinny racing. dip,
1: um, if you're a school girl especially not with a middle-aged man. They go and have a saucy swim, and Paul says we should book our wedding. They looked really happy, didn't they? They were just... Mm. Paul was relaxing. I bet it was nice for him to feel that he wasn't restricted in his body. He's just floating.
0: Yeah. It was was Uh, a nice uh, scene. It was... I was kind of thinking... Uh, it's probably a bit awkward to film. They they did a behind the scenes for this, didn't they, with, with Dan and Peter? And they said that they were putting their uh, skin-coloured body stockings on. But even with that, it'd be, you know, you've got to be a proper actor just to say, yeah, whatever, just only tied underwater. So they
1: get danger money.
0: <laughs> there were definitely nipples on display there, Jebba. It's, it's, it's,
1: it's terrible. I'm gonna tell Ofcom.
0: Also, Wiles disease got to be careful with that.
1: What's what's disease? Wiles', Wiles
0: Di- disease. That's what you get from dirty lakes.
1: Oh, I don't know what this is. Yeah, what? yeah, yeah. I've never heard of it.
0: It comes from, like, rats pooing in lakes and stuff. Quite bad.
1: Rats don't poo in lakes. So I, hope that
0: they, I hope they clean it out.
1: That's disgusting.
0: Um... Anyway, they
1: probably drained it for the celebrities and then washed it out and then refilled it with spring water.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so they go back home later, the stair lifts in, they start looking for register offices. And Paul says, Oh, it's sad we can't get married in the church. And Billy says, I listened to Conversation Street last week and I've decided that my only comment is going to be, God will be there wherever we get married. What about the bistro? No, Paul says, Paul. Paul
0: says the bistro, doesn't he? Yeah.
1: Well, like. it like he's, had his, be he's had his one
0: adventurous idea of the day, which was uh, just jumping naked into a lake. So he has to rein it in a little bit when it comes to um, wedding venues.
1: Yeah, so this seems to be the only comment we're going to get about Billy and the church. But I'm, we're not. Gonna talk about see, he it seems
0: again. like yeah, he's really not that fussed. I I would still hope that it, they'll get a blessing. It does
1: feel somewhere. a bit like Billy's like it's not a real wedding. You're gonna die soon. I don't care. It, I'll do my proper wedding. They're gonna church. have to have. I know a proper, it's not what he really like, thinks, but it just feel like he's been really laissez fair about it.
0: I would hope that Chris, that that Billy would believe that they're not you know properly properly married what? until they've had some kind of blessing or something
1: from the ch- from yeah. the church i don't know so i think that think. they'll
0: probably again from...
1: i don't think we're gonna get what we want out of this show do you think
0: it really will be at the bistro that's just like <laughs> so unadventurous isn't it it's like just another this is the first, is the gay, first wedding gay wedding on wedding coronation, on coronation street. street and if it's at the bistro but that's then again just... you know
1: emma and evil man's that they had a really nice decoration.
0: They are, but it's still the bistro in the back of my head. I th- I I want them to, don't if, want them you to know, go fizz, big.
1: Fizz and um filled and... with two L's had a really nice marquee.
0: Yeah, they need something like that.
1: They do. They need something outside, or I do Well, it, we've. It, any everything we're saying here we've already discussed at great length last episode well it's too late about...
0: isn't it because we find out on Wednesday's episode that the wedding's booked for what is it four weeks time so it's all filmed and everything now so they nothing, nothing we can do about it
1: on Wednesday it's Summer's birthday
0: happy birthday Summer
1: they have a classic Cory fake out and Billy and Paul say here's your real presents it's a book in a journal she's like I thought that was a joke
0: <laughs> yeah they haven't got any cash at the moment have they
1: Sorry, we can't afford much right now. We just bought a stairlift and we're getting married. So she says, well, I I wish I had a laptop, but...
0: If you wish hard enough, Summer, maybe a laptop will magically appear in your hands by the end of the episode. They said, if
1: you want money, why didn't you come up with an idea for a (laughs) T-shirt? Paul says, I'm going to go see Shelley again. She's feeling a bit poorly and we'll do some wedding planning when I get back. So Paul goes to see Bernie, his mum, and says, I can't buy Summer a laptop. And Bernie says, I don't care. They really did layer on
0: thick, didn't they? With yeah. Summer wants a laptop. Oh, we can't get Summer a laptop. Oh, wouldn't it be nice if Summer could have a laptop? Hello, Shelly. What's that delivery that's just come through the post? You don't believe job,
1: this. Job loader laptops? I've got a laptop. I've, I've just I've just spontaneously bought laptops.
0: I do. d they're so clunky. I'm
1: always doing it though. I can't resist them. I see them in the catalogues and I'm like, oh, Oh, I wonder how much round so, has got. got a
0: case of the old homeless stews, hasn't she? She's a bit... She's a thing. Yeah. <laughs> I
1: thought you were going to say she's got a case of the old um, Gina's.
0: Next thing you know, she'll be buying dog plates. <laughs> yeah, I, I I, was wondering whether... Uh, what you said, actually, um, before... I
1: say a lot of things.
0: You, you said, oh, well, Bernie's not going to like seeing Shelley, especially if she's... That's what I thought. If she's, you know, looking like she's I saw the point of this day. scene. It was
1: going to be Bernie seeing somebody a bit further on in MND than Paul is and thinking, this is the future for my son. And yeah, Bernie seems well. pretty
0: unfazed but by the whole Bernie thing. Bernie didn't
1: care. Um, this wasn't the point of the scene. The point of the scene was let's change the story from MND to credit card fraud. <laughs> because why not?
0: Yeah, tangent of the week.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, um, Shelley's coffee and, um, Bernie's trying to help her and Um, There's a load of parcels get delivered, and like you said, it's a load of laptops. Because she, what she used to work for a company that seems to be a mail order company, and she got laid off when she got sick, and so she wants to stick it to them by getting a credit card and just buying as much as she can, because she's going to die, and then they can't force her to pay it back because she doesn't have anybody well your personal debts are your own so when you die <clears throat> nobody else is responsible uh, she's like i'll be dead so it doesn't matter <laughs> <laughs> and he's like brilliant this is great and she and she says um yeah shelly's like saying oh, i was brilliant i was i was a great worker and they didn't care about me as soon as i got diagnosed i got dumped so i don't care about them um would you pull would you like me to buy you anything and paul's like i don't know no, I don't agree with it. I'd be like, yeah, a wedding. If you've got a wedding, can you buy me a wedding?
0: <laughs> Catalog wedding. Yeah.
1: So, um, Billy and Summer are in the middle of recording a video. This was a bit cringy. I thought. Yeah. They're, they're filming a also, video. Also, with a
0: nice ring light. Do you think they borrowed it off Daniel? Probably. Not Daniel, yeah. so Ryan. Right. <laughs>
1: and also, well, Summer some seemed to be doing sign language. Did she? miss that. But it must be for Allard. I don't but is Alan going to buy them a I wedding d- gift? I
0: didn't see
1: that at yeah. all. I thought I—I th- I, I, I don't know, but they, they were just sending a video, recording a video to uh, get everybody to come to this wedding in four weeks, five weeks, but Paul disturbs it. And uh, I thought this was a bit weird too. They hear him coming on the stairlift and there was this really tortured, laborious sound of mechanical whirring that accompanied Paul's arrival. And it makes me think that... That's going to be an important plot point at some point.
0: What, that stair lifts are noisy? Like, mm. Stephen Reed tries to sneak into the flat and he's like, I'll just take the stair lift. I don't want to creak on the floor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Curse you. <laughs>
1: right, so um, he comes in and they give up on the video, but he tells Summer, I bought you, I've got you a present. Here's the laptop you wanted. It's my friend Shelley's old ones old one she didn't want it anymore because she's got one of these voice activated ones now and someone's like Br- brilliant no questions
0: yeah she completely believes like it that this brand charger. new laptop that she's got there's no got. box
1: there's no mouse it came in a drawstring bag it Looked like you were giving it outside the train station <laughs> bernie returns to shelly's flat later kids don't
0: know about laptops these days do they she they know. only know about ipads she's so she's like, like where's she the, the touch screen
1: Bernie goes back to Shelley's it flat. He does
0: have a lap. Most laptops do have touchscreens now, Dylan.
1: I don't know, do I? Because I don't own one, you do, do I? Not. You do not. Bernie comes back to Shelly's flat and says, you know what you said about... Oh, because cause- Shelly had said, I used to... S- all my-, my PA, which is what she calls the carers used to sell this stuff on for me and not ask any questions I was a neighbour it was a neighbour but now her neighbours can't do it anymore so she's got stuck with all these laptops and she oh, yeah, doesn't yeah, know how yeah, to sell right. them so Penny comes back and goes listen I can help you out but don't tell Paul me and Big Garth can expand your business at the market
0: and I Shelley's was like, great. I was worried that they'd gone a bit fat Brenda on Big Garth this week because it was only in today's episode that he was called Big Garth and Bernie was just calling him Garth, and he was Garth this, Garth that. For a couple of times he was mentioned. I'm like, they're not even allowed to call Big Garth Big anymore. Well but they they did Bernie use para- it to great comedic later, effect on Friday, so
1: that he's tall.
0: <laughs> yes. He is <laughs> that's the only reason why he's he's only tall.
1: He's very horizontally tall. Yes. <laughs> On Friday, Paul tells Bernie he's off to see Shelley again and does she want to come because Bernie Shelley said that she wanted to talk to you. And Bernie's like i oh, well, has uh, got she's got
0: other stuff to do hasn't cool, she? she's gotta go she, sorting things with Big Garth today. She
1: calls Garth up and says, I need to meet up, I've got some gear that needs shifting. So Bernie and Dev, Dev asks her, Do you want to do something later? And she says, I'm seeing a mate, sorry. Then he sees this message come up from Garth and she think a big Garth and he's and he suspects an affair. Because it says, looking forward to seeing you tonight. Can't wait to sample the goods. Promise I will sort you out. Kiss, kiss, winky face.
0: It was all very silly, but um, I, I think that mind. Jimmy Harkinson did um, a, a, as good a job as, a, as I would expect from him, which is very good at being mortally offended and suspicious about this guy's nickname. He's like, like why is he called Big, Big Garth? Garth? Why is he called Big Garth?
1: So Bernie's like, does a load of old rubbish. Big Garth is married to Little G and I'm doing a scam. So uh, Tim walks in and interrupts the scene to talk about Cauliflower, which is just, just typical for him. Bernie continues to explain to Dev when he's gone, and, and Dev's like, no, this is fraud. It's, um, and Bernie's like, no, we're sticking it to the man. And, and she says he says, no, I'm the sort of man you're sticking it to, businessman. And they part on bad terms, but then he comes back grovelling to her with flowers and says, I just don't think you should lie to Paul. And now I'm an accessory to this crime. What if you go to prison and Paul dies while you're inside? And she says, I want to get Paul what he needs. And he says, all right then.
0: Very well described, Gemma. How did you find this story this week?
1: This is very, I mean, this is, this is one of those things where <sighs> I, I cannot condone criminal activity. If I was um, Shelley, I can't see what the pro- like. Yeah, great. Max your cards out. Do that anyway, and I'm not even dying.
0: <laughs> you were you uh, you were hoping that Paul would get the laptop? Would you I mean would would you have got one if it was? If Shelley um, said
1: to me, I've, "I've got literally unlimited budget. What would you like me to buy you?" I'd say, "If you're buying me a present, love, here's my Santa's list."
0: I don't think I would. I'm too good. I just said no, no, no. I'd have like, been too high and mighty it, about it.
1: Is it really... I guess it is a crime. It's like inside the trading last week. We're like, is it really a crime? <laughs> Google it. It is a crime. <laughs> of
0: course so it all is. All these,
1: I get very confused. This is, I'm always saying this on Corey, like with with coercive control stuff and the grooming things and stuff. If it gets too abstract, I just can't understand how anyone could ever prove it.
0: Hmm. I think it's fairly obvious. I mean, she, Shelley sat there that's... and went, I'm
1: doing this. I don't understand why this company is like, yes, yes. It's perfectly normal to buy 50 laptops
0: mm, That's very at once. true.
1: They, they're asking for trouble.
0: I thought... This was... is probably
1: what happens. You know when... You know on, like, um, iPad... New iPad or iPhone release day and you go to one of those second-hand computer shops and all these people are coming in selling iPads mm. and you're like, why... What's how? going on there? They're all on the MND scams. <laughs> I, I...
0: I don't mind that the story's going this way, particularly, but it does seem like... Um, another another little tangent that takes us away from the really human and tragic story yes. that this poor guy is dying of MND long before his time. And it's, it's, it feels a bit like, oh, how are we going to fill the time between now and that enough. and not just have him deteriorating, let's have this extra bit.
1: It's like, I'll tell you what the problem is. It's that when, <laughs> like, all the ideas seem like they come when when you go into like the supermarkets and you get to the the magazine section and they've got all the soap magazines, but they're also next to like the really like crappy gossip like real life story magazines, and the variety like yeah that's my story there that is yeah Toya and Spider having a kidnapping and, uh, look over there. I've got MND and a shopping addiction and I'm also committing credit card fraud. Now that's a good idea for a story. Yeah. I married my husband's ghost. Now that's a good story for Billy in a year's time. Mm. You know, it's just so outrageous and, and like, convoluted.
0: Yeah. I, d- I think I, the only reason that I'm not particularly minding this is because I, I do like Shelley. I like it Bernie, is.
1: I like Shelley. Bernie and Shelley together, imagine if Shelley wasn't sick. Their world would be in so much trouble. Those two are a force to be reckoned with.
0: Yeah, it's definitely um, in um,
1: Bernie's, character. Bernie's character to, this is to go perfect. along with this. With this uh, is, it, it one is thing Corey's right. doing at the moment, I think that we've criticised them in in the past for not doing so well, is maintaining character.
0: Yeah, in this case, think? yeah.
1: In quite a lot of cases, I think I feel like we're getting less, well, fewer examples of characters bending their. Maybe maybe there's a few, you know, examples. If I thought a bit harder, but on the whole, I think everybody's
0: generally acting as they would. Well, that's good. That's good. Um,
1: well, I think sometimes it's sometimes we forget to to praise things that are being done well, or we, or you know, when something's not glaring you in the face, you kind of don't think to mention
0: it. Do you think that the end the, there's going to be a moral at the end where Bernie does get caught? This is the thing. Mm. Like I don't think Cory can condone this happening by showing that they completely get away fame. with it.
1: I mean, Paul, I can't see how Paul's going to get dragged into this unless he does something terrible.
0: Well, he doesn't know that his mum's.
1: He doesn't know what Bernie's up in, to. In on it
0: with Shelley. Bernie,
1: Bernie and Shelley I'm not going to drop a minute and say that he knew that the laptops were Gate, you know. I mean, the thing is, though, she hasn't stolen... Has she stolen something? I don't even know. There must be some law whereby if you n- don't think you're going to pay it back. Yeah. But then, you know, some certain people quite high just up, really
0: hoping that I'd keep on going for a bit longer. Certain
1: people who have got quite high up in political office have also done things where they buy stuff and they don't have any intention of paying well, for it. Yeah, I yeah. think we can all think of who I'm talking about. <laughs>
0: um Yeah, I i think bernie i think probably and the bernie fact pro- is
1: there's more than one person that i could be talking about and that should worry everybody
0: i think bernie probably will end up getting in trouble because of this but I don't think that Corrie would well, be so cruel as to have her not be able to go to her son's wedding know. so I think she is going to be there but there may well be drama along around like, she oh no she's been arrested she's been she's been arrested the day before the wedding, what's going to happen maybe, maybe and Craigie will discover it is, the, were you surprised to off. hear that the wedding is happening quite so soon, no. four or five weeks
1: why wait, people have got married in about the same amount of time without one of them having a terminal diagnosis
0: yeah, I suppose they have on Coronation Street. I'm thinking that it might line up nicely with Super Soap Week because four or five weeks' time is the first, second week of October, isn't it? And I, I think that maybe that, combined with something going on with Stephen, is going to be a fairly big week. But you, know that,
1: what, that, you know what that is, don't you? What? Simon Gregson's birthday.
0: It is, yeah. Beginning of October. Um, so it'll be a bit like the, with Gemma's wedding on the Britain's Got Talent week. And having this wedding, that was wedding just so touching. Yeah. Oh,
1: that was such a great yeah. scene, set of scenes.
0: Yeah. Um, okay, so the Papa Dom storyline, I, I quite, I quite like that. A, this
1: is you. Right? This, this
0: is me. Yeah. The the Paul story was fine, but
1: this, I I was this intrigued was... by the fact that um, Yasmin's going to, I don't know how to say it now.
0: Pakistan.
1: Pakistan. This is Pakistan.
0: The, the, <sighs> The, the the main bit, the the only bit, the biggest bit of this story that I found interesting and compelling this week was Yasmeen's story about her mum and her estranged oh, loved, family. I, and I, and I think that, that actually that isn't anything to do with what no, this story is. It was just a way of saying, oh, Eliza, you don't want to be estranged from your dad or, or yeah, I whatever. Yeah, it was. You're
1: right. But,
0: but yeah, the Yasmeen bit was, had, was the best. We've
1: had some like really small little breadcrumbs about Yasmeen's history because we know that she married Sharif... Mm. without her family's permission and that they looked down on him and thought he was lower class there's no there's been no indication about you know castes or religion or whatever uh, about that kind of no cultural background but we do know that um yeah she she kind of had to defy her family and then she's talking to eliza and saying oh there's nobody in left in pakistan for me i i uh my family's
0: I would absolutely love me. this if this turned into a story about Yasmeen Which rediscovering her roots and mating up with estranged family members and like stuff, but I, really, I don't feel that it's going to go that
1: way. If you really need that, you can just watch the episode of Who Do You Think You Are? whatever it was. Oh, with yeah, Shelley the Kidd, DNA episode. When she went, because she was great in that. Mm, mm. She had a very similar... I think that this is obvious. It feels obviously based on some elements of Shelley King's biographical background because Mm. she had a lot to say and she is very moving her story about her roots and if you're interested in Shelley King and Yasmin, and I definitely recommend you. Look, I don't even know what the show is called though, so what a great recommendation for me.
0: Just search Curry DNA, you'll find it. Yeah. So, what happened this week with the Stew story? Well, he's getting a bit nervous on Monday because there's a mediation meeting with Dom, and it's all going to be about, you know, who's going to have custody of Eliza, how much time do you get with her, how much time do I get with her. You can probably have her for more if you want because she's gotten a bit of a stroppy teenager about her at the moment. Um, and I've. I, I when when Eliza came into the program a year ago, I really enjoyed her because it felt like she was a very nicely behaved, polite piano playing young girl and now she has just gone down the, the typical stroppy teen route and it's like... I think like, that
1: happens to all of them. Yeah, America. but is she just
0: like... Unfortunately, currently she is just exactly the same as any old teenage girl in Corrie that as a moan at their pet and then storms upstairs i'm not getting very much um individuality about her character unfortunately she's just into that generic stroppy teen trope don't mm. you think which I, I think i thought there was more about her than that last year but i don't know um anyway so she she gets into a strop on monday because Stu suggested that she go and help out yasmine in speed dial a speed dial and she doesn't want to so she goes and sees Sam instead Sam's is is very um, infrequent in his appearances at the moment isn't he yes like he's coming to like scenes starring. every now and then but um, I, well
1: he hasn't had a storyline for a long time
0: no and I th- I think that the, the the story that was brewing between it was sort of like him. the mini mini love triangle wasn't it with yeah, him and Hope and, and Eliza, and Eliza yeah. that had a lot of promise but they just I I mean I guess it's to do with how much the kids can be on screen but that would have been really good anyway um, so Yasmin finds out that Zidane is offering to take her to Pakistan for her 70th birthday but she says oh there's so much drama going on here I don't know whether now is the time and Stu says no no everything's going to be great you go off to Pakistan it's going to be fine so he goes off to his mediation Uh, we don't get to see that meeting either but um, apparently it didn't go so well for Stu and it's looking like Dom might get custody. Yeah. And speak of the devil in walks Dom into the lawyer's office and he's like, Stu, I, this, this isn't going well, is it? What's your I don't problem? want you to t- take this to court. This could end up very, very expensive. Can we just sort this out ourselves? And Stu's like, no way, I'll see you in court, man. So he gets home and immediately mm. gets an earful from Eliza about wanting a tablet back. He's like, no, rah, 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 you can't have that. You don't deserve it. And Yasmin's like, oh, I can see you're in a bit of a Mardy moose, stew. Mediation not go so well, did it? Maybe you don't take it out on your granddaughter, though. Later on in the episode, things are calmed down and Zidane uh, calls again. And Yasmin says, no, I'm not going to answer it, Stu, I think. Yeah, I, I Stew says to her, "Look, just go on the trip with Zidane It's fine. You're not needed in this story. This is a, this is a, this is a, a, this is a story. this no, is a, a Stew story. This is an Eliza and Stew story. And actually, Dom. thank you very much. Um, but Everyone's she's
1: favorite new dad.
0: She, he's like, no, go, go, and do it. It's fine. Go and see your mum's grave. It'll be great. Go and see. Go and check that she's actually dead. Evelyn didn't go and see Cassie's grave, and look at all the problems that that's causing now. Hmm? We
1: were talking about who's going to pull a Cindy Beale."
0: Yeah, you was being mum. Cassie
1: all the time Cassie already did a Cindy Beale
0: he's oh, yeah, just copying
1: Coronation Street except they're cheating by using better characters
0: that is quite true, that's fairly obvious now you come to think of it, but I suppose that's not exactly the same because it's not a character that we had met before yeah, shut up so, Wednesday, um, Dom comes to Speeddale to see Stu, he's like okay, I'll, I'll hear you out, let's have a chat about this and Dom says, yeah, I was a rubbish dad, but I really want to get to know Eliza now. And he manages to tug on Stu's heartstrings a little bit, because later on in the episode, Stu's telling Yasmeen, you know what, he doesn't seem so bad. <laughs> God, He keeps
1: keep starting off like I start a off syllable, trying to do his voice and like, then chickening out. Maybe, uh,
0: God, ben, I don't care about whether Eliza can see Dom or not, but it no. turns out that she can oh. by the end of this. I
1: oh, know, this is yeah one of these things where I, I'm not bothered.
0: No, really, but really not bothered by this.
1: Maybe so. And then people. they
0: go and meet up in the precinct on Friday and um Dom wants to take her for an ice cream, but he says he's forgotten his wallet. He does the old left my wallet back at home trick and Eliza says, Don't worry, Stu's rolling in it at the moment. Um so he'll and pay Dom's for her like, ice what cream. Why
1: is that? And he says, Oh, it's a long story or something. So Dom's now knows Dom knows that Stu's got loads of money. Is he gonna
0: well, it seems like it's. Is he gonna do? He's, gonna, he's, he's... gonna try and what? get get involved, get into the family, and then scamming. Do you him back? think
1: that he's gonna pull one of these Weatherfield child selling storylines where he says, "Give me fifty k and I'll never see Eliza again"?
0: Oh yeah, maybe. That's what I'd do. Um, get out
1: of get out of it, and you get money.
0: It might be quite fresh if it turns out That's that Stu suspects him of um being nefarious but actually Dom's intentions are perfectly um normal you know. nice. Yeah. I don't know. I don't, I don't think either of us really care or, don't think of really care about this
1: one, so let's move on. Um well, we oh, don't but, need to dwell on things that we're not No, on. we, we
0: don't. Do. There's Cassie no much else then. To talk Cassie.
1: About. On Wednesday, Cassie comes to the garage and she wants to spend the day with Tyrone, but he's busy, so he suggests they suggest having dinner at the pub. So so I guess that's lunch. Yes. So, in the pub, <laughs> I don't care if you call it dinner or lunch, Just just want to know what time we're, we're having it. That's all, that's all my opinion. If it's on curry, it's
0: dinner, it? it's at 12 o'clock.
1: Okay. In the pub, Mary is suspicious of the fact that Cassie is in the booth flirting with Dev, and uh, Cassie, just getting completely drunk over the course of the afternoon, falls off a seat at one point, and when Tyrone comes back, he realises that she's been in there this whole afternoon getting off her face.
0: So Dev was a little bit, um, you know, he had a go at Bernie for supposedly having a relationship with Big Garth, but he was just being, he was putting it out there for Cassie on Wednesday. Hypocritical, Dev.
1: Exactly, maybe that's why he's worried, because he's projecting. Hmm. So uh, Tyrone's not pleased with Cassie and thinks it's going to jeopardise her recovery, so she lets Tyrone drag her home. He gets her a glass of water and says he's proud of how far she's come, but doesn't want her to blow it. And she's kind of blaming him for letting her drink. And that feels like a very typical mm. addict thing to do. She's she's excited to see the kids on Friday because they're coming back from Norfolk. Because, as we all know, this is real life and they've got to start school. They've
0: got school next week, they? So on
1: Friday, Tyrone tells Cassie he's off to go and fetch the kids. And she wants to go to meet them as soon as possible. But she says, no, there's no point. They won't be able to hear you because they have the headphones in. So, go down to the job office, like you said. And she says, Oh, I haven't got any money to buy any food or anything. So, Tyrone gives her 20 quid. um, And she says, Right, I promise I won't get drunk. So, Tyrone finds Evelyn in the cafe and says, "Um, Can you look after the girls this afternoon? Because I've got to go to the dentist. I love these you know, child uh, custody <laughs> discussions, whatever they're called. So, she says, Oh, is Cassie not around? Hmm? Why? Why is, Why can't she look after him? But she agrees, so she's back at home. Um, she is uh, holding the fort with the kids. They don't know where Cassie is, and Tyrone says she's coming back later. And when Cassie finally does come home, she's so excited to meet the girls, but she's obviously, I think she's nicked this pizza. She's got this pizza. She says, "Yeah, it looks, a yeah, it looks like it's seen better days." That pizza, the pizza. She pulls it out of somewhere. And it well, obviously she's wasn't this... twenty quid's worth.
0: Yeah, she'd they come say, up with "Where this, have you been?" And she's like, oh, I went about. on the yeah. bus.
1: I got to the wrong place. I found a friend. Spent the afternoon with them. Job centre was closed." Evelyn's like, "Don't believe a word of it." So Tyrone offers her a job at the garage answering the phones.
0: Yeah, when Evelyn came into the show, she worked at the garage for a bit, didn't she? Yeah, so it must following be in the on her mother's footsteps. Um, so yeah, I mean, we we can guess that. Um, things
1: went to Cassie's what? story
0: was a bit cock and bull well, we she she's... was actually using that 20 pounds to score <gasps> did you enjoy this story this week yeah felt like it wasn't as important compared to the the rovers stuff definitely Cassie is coming across as being quite manipulative um yep, and is. unlikable um I don't
1: think she's unlikable still I think she's she's dangerously charismatic
0: do you reckon? she's yeah. She's not charming me so much at the moment. I think that Claire's still doing a good job with the character, but I'm not I'm not finding myself liking her or rooting for her or anything.
1: She reminds me of Abby.
0: Well, speaking of Abby, we get another week where we don't get her. I hate it when they look like they're going to introduce characters that could actually be a nice addition to the story and then they just don't show them again. I mean, you've literally got Dean. Abby's drug dealer is the one that's presumably provided... Um, Cassie with whatever she got off on, got off with today. But we haven't seen either of them. It's frustrating, but maybe that's going to be next week. Uh, good to see Evelyn back again. Um, I h- kind of hoped that there'd be a little bit more cattiness between the two of them. I, mean, I think I think Evelyn nine. is
1: playing it safe and she's holding back and she's letting Tyrone discover.
0: Mm, yeah, that makes sense.
1: If she if she sticks her oar in now and interferes, Tyrone and Cassie will blame her. But she takes a step back and lets Cassie destroy herself. Yeah, her, her own life. Grave, yeah. She she then doesn't take the blame for it. Mm.
0: Okay, well that was about it for this week's curry, wasn't it? Um, you said that you enjoyed this week's one. I was so so on it. There was there was a, a real mix of episodes. There was there was lots of okay stuff. Wednesday, I just I just didn't. was it Wednesday. I can't remember. Or Was it Monday? One of the, one of the two of them. I just didn't get on with it because of the amount of. Business boring stuff was going on, but Are I was you really, nothing, really. In, but I was really, really into it today. Um, so that the score went up, but still, it's going to end up being another three and a half, I think, for me.
1: Well, you said you didn't like it. Then give it three and a half. That's what I'm going to like give it, and I liked it.
0: Oh, I thought you were going to go higher than that. I thought there were great bits at the end of the week and and not so great bits. Well, as we were reading
1: week. stuff out, I was thinking mm. like the whole Dom and Stew storyline. No.
0: Yeah. am um, I'm gonna Maybe I'm gonna, it
1: is four. I don't know. I think I'll give it three and a it half.
0: It well, it was not a four week this week. Um I'm gonna I'm gonna give it um three and a half naked archdeacons flapping where, his where? bits around in the lake mm. out of five. What about you?
1: I'm gonna give it um three and a half inspirational quotes.
0: <laughs> Only half a quote, you tease. Yeah, to be. <laughs> <laughs> um character of the week this week um what have we got what have we got this week
1: we've got ryan daisy no, jenny stephen ronnie Ed, um michael paul you got Billy. bernie you got bernie i love bernie do you like a bernie yeah cassie evelyn tyrone
0: stop, <laughs> stop <laughs> really you asked me what characters there were and yeah. i'm answering you um jenny i don't, I don't know if there was anybody that super stands out above everybody else this week. Jenny. Um, I quite, I found Ed quite amusing to watch this week just with how like Gung He was being about all these business deals despite uh, and not being able to pick up on you're never Ronnie's gonna believe hints what I've that maybe he needs to slow down you're never going to believe it
1: Ronnie but I've opened an ISA with a very reasonable interest rate for our savings plan <laughs> um,
0: Yeah, you're I'm never going to believe it Ronnie but I I've invested in premium bonds <laughs> I don't think it's going to happen very often but I think I will go with Ed this week just, just because what about you Jenny why
1: because she's great and she's L- loving life and Stephen Reed, like we've been saying, she should do for
0: months. <laughs> Get um, in there,
1: my girl.
0: Okay. Get okay. yourself
1: a, a Reed baby. Make yourself part of the Platts for life.
0: <laughs> See,
1: she was looking around once she at that table, going, "Oh, look at all the happiness and joy."
0: She was. Yeah. Bring
1: forth a new life.
0: She was forever
1: yeah. be Audrey's stepdaughter.
0: Well, your, How about that? your life is destined for misery if Gay you go out sister-in-law. with sister-in-law. You your life is destined for misery if you're going out with Stephen Reed because you know what they say: read it and weep. <laughs> oh, uh, sad. Let's let's see what news there's been this week. Cabin time! Gemma, there's some very important news to announce this week. It's only taken six months for the news to come out to us mortals' ears, but Jenny McAlpine has finally revealed, not that she owes it (laughs) to us or anything, (laughs) the name of her new child. What is it?
1: Her new child. Her daughter's name is Doris, and it goes along with her other children, Hilda and Albert, and she's, uh, she did an OK magazine.
0: Yeah, she's on the front of OK mm. magazine this week. Interview. <laughs> yeah, and there's a, there's like, a, on the OK magazine's YouTube channel, there's like a four or five minute video of her chatting. I... Lovely to see her again after all this time away from, from Corrie.
1: Oh, I believe all these names are family names that she's given but they all are quite coincidentally coronation street names I
0: just I just love it they're so old fashioned and I loved if them. we I love were them. if if you know if we if we had been blessed with child I don't think that any of those are names that we would have seriously considered but it just felt to to get I can't remember which of her children came first, but every ever since another one has joined the clan, they've just felt all so right to each other. And when we heard that Doris was the name, it's like, of course, that's a brilliant name for Jenny's. But I just, I just love it. I think it's such a lovely, lovely name. Um, and like you said, they're all so Corrie themed, aren't they? So this one's this one is a family name, but because you got Doris Speed playing Annie Walker as the first Rover's uh, landlady, it's just. Perfect.
1: She said, "There's obviously something in my DNA that means these baby names keep happening. People have said before that Albert and Hilda sound like two childhood sweethearts writing to each other during the war. Now Doris is the auntie who's come to join them. <laughs> That's a well, a very imaginative. imagining that her him. two children, a childhood I don't sweethearts? Know. It, I, I love it. Really cute. Um, it's brilliant. I absolutely
0: love these Jenny names. Jenny I, I just want them to keep having more babies so we can find out what other names they come up with next. Maybe it's we'll amazing. just write to her and
1: say, so you don't need to commit yourself to actually having these children. But just if you another, were to ha- Give us another ten.
0: Yeah, if you were to have another baby, Jenna Calpine, what was you call? Go on, go on, tell right. us. Right,
1: um, Barbara Knox's special is going to air... Barbara
0: Knox's special, you're right, Gemma. <laughs> this is the news. Barbara Knox's special.
1: There's a television program about Barbara Knox, and they're airing it on Friday, October the thirteenth at nine p.m. on ITV.
0: That's really weird that they've said the air date so early. You know, and it's, it's after a month and a half away, too. Yeah, it's, We're not going to it's it's gonna gonna be able to watch. It's going to be on some while we're recording. Stuff. Some. Uh, where we're going to be? Do you reckon?
1: Some of saucy stuff going on down at the Orinoco Club.
0: <laughs> um,
1: that's going to be something to look forward to. Also, don't forget next week, Friday. There's no Cory.
0: Yes, that is very true. Some yes, Thursday, Thursday next week, isn't it? So we're going to try and get the podcast out on Thursday night. It's going to be a bit of a late night, but yeah, that's. I just, thought, I just, yeah, find it interesting that they're announcing the release date of this. A month and a half Everyone's before it
1: comes them. out. But
0: right, it's, it's get it into your calendars, everybody. Friday 13th. Now, finally, this is a bit of a... um This is very, very short cabin this week. I'm just trying that's to...
1: That's completely fine. Keep
0: it going with blabbering. You don't need to But extend as, it. as an update to Sue Kleber's shenanigans um, from last week. Why week's are you saying news. shenanigans? Just all the news that's been going on with her and her... It's not
1: shenanigans.
0: I don't know the she, word.
1: She was talking about her weight loss last week on Instagram... And this week she was on Loose Women on Thursday. She was a panellist. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. And she
1: just said she's had a terrible year. She's gone into
0: more detail about it.
1: She said she had a hysterectomy in March and then a few weeks ago she ended up in A&E and it was very scary. She didn't go into details, but she said she had surgery and ended up in intensive care, which sounds absolutely horrendous. I know. I hope that she feels better soon. I assume that that she does if she was able to go on Loose Women, but um, I hope that the worst is behind her and... That she um, gets healthy and uh, feels better soon. Okay. Yeah. Keep so eating
0: those pies. It's 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 medically. Um...
1: I don't think you can get them on prescription. Can you not? Well, I've asked. she
0: be able Maybe to. No. Just on the way home, Gad-assward. Eileen is a pie. So on the
1: way home, and here's against us.
0: It, it was it was Sue that said that she wanted she, to eat she her pies She said last it. Week. Not
1: well, I that don't know why Michael's bringing out though. Right. So that's the cabin, and now, now we're gonna like, do to what she says. feedback now.
0: Okay, um first let's, let's do some feedback to finish off then. 3.74 was what last week's Facebook Friends gave scored it. last week's Coronation Street. That's pretty good. Chad gave it four and a half garlic graters used as foot files. I don't think we mentioned this on the podcast, what? but
1: it turned out that Daisy had been using their Parmesan grater on her feet.
0: Oh yeah, Do remember that. <laughs> um, Richard gave it four little soldiers being shown on Ovids to pay the monthly rent out of five, <laughs> and uh, Judith was three packs of Lurpak smeared on Kirky's cheese board abs out of five. They're all good. I think I think they've been getting some good ones. I've not been very happy with the, with some of my out hobs that I've been given oh. the last couple of weeks. Um, definitely getting beaten by the Facebook I group.
1: The joke about Kirkie's cheese board abs.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. This was this was when um, they were talking when Beth was talking to Ryan. About um, what what is it that you put on your to, on your abs to give yourself the glistening look? Yeah, doesn't just work with anything. Lerpak doesn't work. Yeah, it was it was all part so of that. So,
1: what kind of cheese does Kirky have on his cheese board? I think it's more dairy lee than
0: stinking bishop
1: hard cheddar.
0: Yeah, I I forgot something else that happened. Speaking of factory scenes, we missed. <laughs> You missed that scene of Simon being useless in the factory today, making the tea wrong, didn't they? Oh, <laughs> do, do you remember that? No.
1: Yeah, he was I just, did a lot of tweets. Let's
0: get and yeah, you were you by were, order
1: of the boss. I
0: I said I told Gemma she's been slacking on her tweeting duties recently. Well, I did so. some
1: magnificent tweets, you and did I haven't some good had this week. always always just have to say, made me laugh. I, um, I
0: I thought you did some very good ones. Thanks. Anyway, um, so. Rebecca, this is what she says. Are we only go- What's going on with our emails? People need to send us more emails. We've only had two this week. We've only had Rebecca and Nancy. Get yourselves tapping around those keyboards, guys. Let us know what happened. Well, know what you thought about what happened this week. Um, Rebecca says, first of all, I'm enjoying learning more about the OnlyFans, and it's learning in a curry way as well. Although I am Rebecca, feeling sorry, what? now
1: is the time to stop.
0: Yeah, you don't want to be. Don't go anymore. too far
1: with your knowledge on OnlyFans. No.
0: Um, <laughs> She says, I'm feeling sorry. Uh, sorry for Ryan. I think he's only doing it because he feels he has to contribute to Carla and Peter. He doesn't want to do it. I also felt sorry for him when that guy online called his face melting, and I blame Beth for that. If she hadn't pressured him into posting an abs picture, he would have hidden his face.
1: But he was bloody Beth who did it. You
0: know yeah, what she was like. Now, now we know he can use this filter, so it'll be fine now. No problems. Some people think Liv is Daisy, but I don't think that she would be that cruel. Nah, no way. Maybe in the past, but I think she has learned.
1: I think she wants to save some coin now. She's moving into a new house.
0: Yeah. I would be paying
1: wine for for torso picks. No.
0: I well, wouldn't we'll um, be paying
1: anyone for torso yeah, picks. Yeah,
0: you had to stop all of your 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 outgoings when we uh, moved house, didn't you? Oh, when we moved house so I was like,
1: listen, lads, it's been fun. <laughs> bringing
0: Simon into the story could be a reminder to the audience that Simon exists Good point. like Ryan and Daisy's relationship was focused on just before the acid attack oh and the who's Paul line I've found that's kind of funny but maybe that was just me I
1: think it was just me too
0: um, Peter Ash is breaking my heart he is doing such a fantastic job however I can see Billy quitting the church to get married no, nah, he won't do that, I don't think that. The Debbie and Roy scene I enjoyed as they never really get a scene together. Every time they mention the stairlift though, I'm like you, they already have one. I love they the, took it out they took it out and now it's back again I love the Paul and David scene and glad they remembered they were in prison together that's another <laughs> perfect example of what I was saying earlier of sometimes they'll put somebody into a scene into a story yeah, because they true. think they're involved and it's like well we've we've had them we've had them show their face for a couple of scenes yeah, now stop well, banging on about win, why they? they're not in
1: we've spoken before there are so many ways that Corrie maybe that can be a patron episode top five ways Corrie cannot win
0: <laughs> um, please, please don't have Billy and Todd hook up again before the wedding um, what Paul is going through is drama enough well clearly it's not drama enough because now they've got the little side story of uh, Bernie's side business in the laptop but... it could
1: that could be the slogan of Coronation Street what is drama enough?
0: <laughs> um, Todd's definitely going to go back to Shuttleworth's, although I wouldn't mind Glenda filling in for the time being. Know yeah, that, that story wasn't wasn't a no. Business Debbie is the best, and I wouldn't mind if she bought the Rovers with Ronnie. Oh,
1: she's the... Debbie's like Barbie.
0: Why? She can do Business anything. Business Debbie. <laughs> oh, anything mind you, there's, else, only, like...
1: there's only one edition of Debbie, isn't there? Business yeah. Debbie, that's
0: it. Debbie, um, yeah, think of all the different accessories you could buy for Barbie Debbie. All the different earrings. Oh,
1: yeah, I'd love You'd it. You dress
0: her up with all these oh, amazing... great. I'll
1: tell you what, though. Her bag this week was so cheap-looking. Yeah,
0: there was a scene there where she walked into a scene today. Was it in
1: the cabin or something? Yeah.
0: And you said, that's a cheap-looking bag. One of my bugbears, I, bug I
1: realise, on Coronation Street is cheap bags... For people that's supposed to be loaded, <laughs>
0: do
1: you remember that stupid storyline they had? Where they had that designer handbag from uh, that Maria had, I think, and it turned oh, out vaguely. and came to the River Island.
0: Yeah, like, yeah. Who are you
1: trying to kid?
0: Yeah, you can't pull it's the like run they, over this bag split here.
1: They know. I know. I know that lots of people think that you don't have like. Designer bags are a waste of money and there's no difference. Yes, we do. But the wardrobe department knows that's not true. It's <laughs> so obviously the budget people that don't realise that uh, a uh, River Island bag is um, quite the same as a Mulberry.
0: Should the cast members be loaning them out? That's what I said before, wasn't it? Mm. Anyway, back to the email. They
1: use their own mobile phones. And we know that David Nilsson used his own bag for Roy.
0: Very true, very true. There's no excuse then, is there? Um back to the email. (laughs) I bet Ronnie does a runner with the money and it'll be like before Christmas, breaking Debbie's heart in the process. (gasps) No. No, I don't think that he would. I think Ronnie's
1: I think Ronnie just Bamboozled by Debbie, I think she run around, rings around him.
0: I think he's only done this because of it. it was her idea in the first place, she literally was telling him to do it. He didn't want to do it at first. Mm. Um, I like Nina telling Debbie and Ronnie that they were cute. Uh, <laughs> if we didn't have Evelyn saying Cassie was her daughter, I'd be convinced Cassie was conning Tyro and she's that good. Yeah. I can also see her trying to meddle in Ty and Fizz's marriage too. Yep. Finally, how did Max pass? this is GCSEs although I laughed at him saying he put the U on PRU line of the week came from Shona that Stephen was like Lord Sugar Mm. and I'm sure Jenny knows her spirits her being a Pondelight girl after all character of the week is Ryan and I'll give the week three and a half times Billy commented nothing says Todd Grimshaw more than planning to rip off a grieving family of their dead mother's stairlift out of five I had to take a breath before that one thank you Rebecca and Gemma do you want to finish off with Nancy's one
1: doing a big finale everybody I'm doing Nancy's. Nancy says the Ryan storyline reminds me of a storyline that EastEnders is doing. Except it is a woman, and it's the same request from her client. The difference is she is being stalked by the client. Is it Cindy Beale? <laughs> and she has no idea who it is. The audience knows that he is a daughter's tutor. She's doing it because she needs the money, but it doesn't involve steroid use. I feel bad I for that. Ryan w- when he broke down. Peter did a brilliant job stepping in when Ryan got aggressive with Carla, and I hope Ryan gets the help and they focus on the acid attack aspect
0: of the storyline.
1: I think that ship sailed now.
0: It has a bit, hasn't it? Yeah. Especially with all the, um, the scar removal techniques.
1: I just wonder what you think. If you're. I think I said this last week as well. Say, say you're like, you, you're you uh, a high profile, not that I know that this is what happened, I, I don't know what charities they work with for this storyline. Say you're a high profile person who worked on, uh, you, you know.
0: It wasn't Princess, what's its charity? Princess it? Anne, yeah. Princess
1: Anne. Imagine you're Princess Anne, you're like, I'm going to sit down and just watch an episode of Coronation Street to so see how they're getting on with that. Yeah, just three months the, down the, the line. The tag storyline. <laughs> and it's like, turn it on like. I'm um, just going to phone Zara up and ask her what Ovids is. I'm not quite sure. <laughs> is that that nice
0: young man that greeted me outside the My pub? My
1: goodness, I didn't He's know a bit were...
0: all right.
1: I didn't know they had bodies like that <laughs> on up north. I
0: think I'm going to go and pay Coronation Street <laughs> another visit. Actually,
1: <laughs> I'm just going to ring for the butler and get the number. <laughs> okay, right. So, um, I love that scene. I love that show. The show did Pride Day. And the drag queens and the rover scene with Paul and Glenda. I love Nina, Asher and Summer's dressing up as the Golden Girls. I like how they are presenting a good balance between Billy and Todd's point of view. Having been a caregiver, I know this is difficult for both Billy and Paul, and it seems like Paul has progressed to another stage of his disease which makes it difficult. Maybe Billy could have gone to Eileen's and discussed his feeling with, feelings with Todd. I hope the storyline will end in an inspiring, uplifting manner, but I doubt the wedding will take place in a church. Todd will definitely go back to working for George and Todd was trained by him after all.
0: This is the thing. This is a bit like the Rovers story, isn't it? Like people are going, we're not really worried that the Rovers is going to close down and this is another like, well, obviously Todd's going to go back to George in the end.
1: I just want something and I know this is a bad wish. I want something to slap us around the face.
0: We're really in need of that. Uh, Corrie has been all right this year but i've been finding that there's there's not been a whole lot still that has really like you said given me that slap round the face i've been enjoying watching it on the whole there's not been very many weeks where i've been saying this has been really really dull this is boring this is bad this is this is terrible it's just been Averagely okay for a lot of it, and there's been a few things, but I, I just really wish there was a little bit more to get me really excited about it.
1: I bet there I, are some people on Cory like to give us a slap round. I the bet face. there
0: are. <laughs> um, I, I I want to, you know, when, when it gets to Monday, Wednesday, Friday, I'm like, okay, it's Cory, that's good. I, I I like I like watching Cory, but I'm I'm not, you know, waking up on Monday, Wednesday, Friday morning, going, oh, I just. Get me to eight o'clock tonight. I can't wait to see what happens. I've I've not been like that for a little while, and and that's what I want. Mm. I want to be like yearning for that next episode to come, rather than just like oh yeah, you know I I, well, I enjoy Cory.
1: Yeah, and, and often we'll start. You know the show will begin, and you will get that hideous doll and her insipid moron dinosaur brother, whatever he is.
0: Trevor, how dare you!
1: And you'll say. I wonder if we're going to find out about X storyline, and I'll be like, "Oh yeah," I'm not sitting there going, "God, what's happened with blah blah blah?" Mm. I've kind of even forgotten what's... anyway. It's there's just... no need for this,
0: and and I and I think it sometimes has an effect on the podcast as well. Like
1: you it... feel you've been feeling like you've not been doing a good job.
0: No, I just think that sometimes you know I, I don't want to go on about it particularly, but when when the show is really gripping and we can't you know we can't wait to see what happens every scene and and. It leads to more exciting discussion, I think. And um,
1: okay, so Nancy says. <laughs> anyway, that's just sorry, what Nancy. I think. Um, Todd will definitely go back to work. with George you said that already. Ed will fall out with Ronnie if Ronnie loses the money, and I wonder if Debbie and Ronnie will break up over this. That's interesting. I I I think it's going to be Ed that loses the money now.
0: Yeah, it feels like you know they're all celebrating, but it doesn't. I think they're uh, a bit too soon.
1: Hmm. Cassie is clearly manipulating Tyrone. He wants to have a good relationship with her and I'm wondering who will pay the money Cassie owns to Dean. Will Cassie ask Tyrone for it or will she steal it? I think she's going to come up with a great idea for a t-shirt company. <laughs> <laughs> Nancy says, I want to see Cassie stay. I loved how Abby handled Cassie. We need more of Abby involvement. It's wonderful to see Jenny with Stephen at Lily's birthday party. She looks so happy and got a wonderful welcome from the Platts. I love the comments from Audrey, Shona, and David. I'm looking forward to seeing if this leads to Stephen's involvement in the Rovers. Will we see a reaction from Sally, Tim, or Peter? Will Gal get suspicious once he sees the equity release letter?
0: What do you think is going to happen when Tim goes to to buy a pint and uh, Stephen <gasps> comes walking in the oh, bar?
1: He's going to say, "I'm borrowing myself from the pub."
0: I, well, yeah, I mean it's you know it's a hard choice for Tim, isn't it? He likes his There'll beer. Be a,
1: a funny scene where Tim and Sally are sitting on the sofa and. And Sally's like, oh, we should just go for a nice drink in the room. he's like, no, Sally, we can't. <laughs> and she'll be all upset and he'll be drinking a tinny oh, on, on the sofa. Yeah. Enjoying himself and watching Zambezi.
0: Yeah.
1: Nancy says, I'll give this week's episode three and a half cakes that go together with a cup of tea out of five. Character of the week is Peter. And shout out to Ryan. Shout out.
0: Right. Um, well, thank you, everybody, for listening. That was a bit of a short one this week. Good job, really, because we started recording it late. It's still twenty past twelve, um, but as as I said, it was it was a week where there's things no happened. Need to
1: say to fill time,
0: no, I mean you know there was skinny dipping, there was Rovers buyouts, there was you know, there's some big things that happened, but I just want it to feel bigger.
1: Maybe we're getting burned out. Do you reckon? I hope not, because there's no solution to that, is there?
0: There's no solution. We just have to keep on going. I don't feel particularly burned out. I just. It's not, I, just, I don't know I don't know, but we've we we've still had some good times today. Had a lovely time sitting next to you for the last last two and a quarter hours. I hope people have enjoyed listening it. They don't want to be listening to us moaning about it though. So let's cool let's
1: call smash
0: that on the head and say if Email you want us. to contact us, please do because we didn't have many this week. Don't
1: forget I I don't just want people who agree with everything we say. If you've got a different opinion. I'll, I'll give you the space and respect to say what you've got to say and maybe I'll comment or not about if I agree or disagree. But I don't want anyone to be put off of writing in if you've got a different idea about something than we do. Email us at Conversation Street at yeah, put, a, put a rocket under us. This is, you know, this is, a, this is a space for... The feedback section is your space, if you listen, to talk about what you want to talk about and talk about the show. So don't feel like you're not welcome. If you listen, you're welcome to, to say what you reckon. You can find us at conversationstreet.podbean.com. You can leave us a review on iTunes or you can find us on Instagram, Twitter, Spotify, Facebook. OX, oh, <laughs> Threads. Oh yeah, Patreon. saying nothing. Please do um, check out our latest Patreon episode. Oh yeah, we did it we was did a this really week, fun one we? this
0: week. We did a top five watery moments. On yes, Coronation it was inspired Street.
1: by billion pools skinny dipping kind of. Kind of. Um, that that was really fun. If you want to join, that is for the five dollar tier and above. You get access to. 40 odd episodes instantly plus our
0: latest one nearly on our 50th one now.
1: yeah and uh you also get other freebies etc and so on that's enough our us this week i hope that you enjoy listening and i hope that you have a good day
0: yeah we have got um we're still hopefully going to get our two episodes out next week even though the, the 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 street talk one should hopefully be out maybe thursday night maybe i'm gonna maybe i'll put it out on friday we'll have to see but um, it's definitely yeah, don't forget our... that schedule is different um, for, for, for broadcast next week. By Friday. Yes. Right, goodbye everybody. Ta-ra! Oh, I thought you were gonna say goodbye then.
1: Goodbye.
0: Bye! Music for this episode came from podcastthemes.com